Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Ma'am. I am your host, according to Vampiro, the outlaw L.A. Reed. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can find the entire MMM show on all social media at MMMShow75, including all the Wundabar things uh, Byron has been doing on uh, Instagram. Instagram, is that where you're do doing things for us, Byron? Yeah, we uh, we have 666 views of our profile in the past week, which is a really cool number. Um, check us out on Instagram. We have pictures and stories. They're kind of the same thing, but um, it's just another way to let you know what's going on and when we're going to broadcast and what we're going to talk about. At Byron Fever. I'm really excited because of the fact that he didn't take that as an opportunity to plug himself this time for like the first time <laughs> ever. No, you can get us on all social media at MMM Show 75. Um, yeah, it's cool. Thanks to all the people who are DMing and watching the stories, all of the um, the murder clowns who have been watching our Instagram stories. I've been marking out since I saw that. That was cool. You guys got the screen. Where's Zombie Clown? That guy's my favorite. Uh, Does he, he have a phone? I had the, the camera turned on your hat there. Oh, That's oh. Pretty badass. What you got going on there? Oh, this is a Jack Burton trucking hat from 8-Bit Zombie. Uh, check him out. It's number 8bitzombie.com. He's the fucking man. He does cool shit. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's up? This is Casey at Lucha Gringo. I was tweeting the whole show last night, and I'm fucking tired, and it's like 24 hours later. What the fuck? But Hi. Because Triple Mania was like 19 hours long. Especially How do you think I feel? Especially if you tuned in when they told you to tune in to listen to techno music and one Jeff Jarrett promo. Mm -hmm. like, Basura! Basura! I don't think he basured it in the uh, in that first promo. Oh no! Did we tweet he, out he, the link? Oh god! Did people no. know to tune in? He's Nobody just like Hugo. Hugo, you and I go way back, and I probably had my daddy pay you two dollars for a month's worth of work in Memphis, Hugo, even though you used to be married to Wendy Richter and you punch way above your weight class. And that's a pretty heavy fucking weight class these days, Hugo. And me, Flo, while, while I'm uh, tweeting this out, why don't you tell us who you are? At Byron uh, Fever. I'm, I'm me, Flo. All social media is in Venmo. Why um, do you always interrupt yeah. this kid? It's like- He has a delay from England, I can't tell. He's waiting for it. He's wait, waiting for me to abuse him. Let's come I can't tell if he's going to talk because he's, you know, a little slow with the England thing. He, he spells that M E double F J A double R E double T. Have we ever asked Meefloaf where he got this, this aluminum name from? Yeah. She didn't name you Meefloaf, did she? It's because oh, I, someone bumped into him at a wrestling show and he was eating an honest-to-God full plate of meatloaf. Dude, that's delicious. Like, if they did that at wrestling here, I would go to so many shows. Yeah, a wrestler took it and smashed it in his opponent's face and won the match. And ever since then, he's meatloaf because of copyright reasons. I don't believe any of this. No, no, no it's a weird story. Well, so, tell it. I used to have long hair. So I look like meatloaf. I look like meatloaf. <laughs> so basically, um, because I had long hair and I was fat. Well, I still, His name I'm was fat. Robert Paulson. I'm still pretty His fat. With Robert Paulson. 
Um, his name was Robert Paulson. Sorry, I, I, I had to do it. I'm sorry. His name was Robert Paulson. Terrible. Oh, yeah. Robert Paulson. Hey, are you know I was out drinking one night, and my friend couldn't remember how to say meatloaf. <laughs> Call me meatloaf by mistake. And that's stuff. Oh, your nickname is because your friend's stupid. Because my friend was too drunk to say my name properly. It, it, it's funny because Byron became Baron because what we know is can't read. <laughs> no, that's just the uh, Spanish. That's the Mixus slang uh, pronunciation of my name. <laughs> uh, oh man, you know. And then the outlaw, the outlaw L.A. Reed is. Uh, oh God, your boy I, Vampiro. Hey, he did tell Matt Stryker I would beat him at the wrestling name game. That was my fucking tweet, even though he didn't say my name, but he probably would have fucked it yeah, up how anyway. How did you get screwed out of a shout out? And then he gets to my shout. He he's reading it. You can read the people's names that are making the tweets. He didn't want to put me over because he remembers me cheering for Pentagon, obviously over him, and Ultima Lucha won. And come on, come on. Okay, well you know who does want to put us over, so I'm gonna let her. Um, Wait, her? That's a, Sid's not a girl, bro. No, no, I I couldn't get Sid, but did you get um, Sid to tuck his wiener between his legs and be Sydney? No. Oh. I did not. I, would you still fist bump him if he tucked his wiener Ooh. first? Hey, Grassy, can I interrupt her really quickly? Can I interrupt and ask you who was it that wanted to say something nice you. about us? Is there any way that we could stop you from interrupting? I was just trying to get Casey to stop interrupting. Okay, good. I'm Lord. sorry, Byron. Can I interrupt your interruption? Well, keep in mind, these are the two guys that always want this show to go faster, by the way. So, yeah. Yeah. So let's just well, um, let's play a video. I will do that after I introduce the video. Dear Lord, everyone's mooted. All right. Hi, Meef. It's just me and you now, brother. So here's okay. here's the thing. We did this episode 100 a little while ago, and we asked, uh, you know, some of the boys and some people involved with Lucha Underground if they wanted to send in videos or say anything about us, burying us, putting us over, or whatever. Um, we got one um, from a person whose power was out the night of the show, who was actually supposed to be on the show, but had no power. Which the is great really power Uti. Funny, because I'd like to believe this is the person that gets the largest check from Lucha Underground, and you would think that that kind of person could keep their power on. But apparently, even when you're a baller, you can't keep your power on. <laughs> uh, it's weird because one, you're making it sound like something else. Lost in the mail because it had to go through international mail. And as Meatloaf can tell you, getting stuff through customs, um, especially a package like this that's so on fire. That oh, yeah. This one right here? No, um... I ordered, I just ordered a British Minoru Suzuki shirt and I'm so afraid I'm never going to get it, but let's play the video. All right. So this first one is, uh, from a friend of ours who I like to call, uh, captain hotness. And, uh, you guys, Krista Joseph, captain no, hotness. No, no, not that, not that. Oil tits. Hotness. No, no, this captain hotness. Oh, so I'm going to present that to everyone. And everyone, stay quiet, and let's let uh, Carmen Perez uh, say a little something. Hi, this is Carmen Perez, a.k.a. Captain Vasquez of Lucha Underground, sending a little video here for the MMM show. Um, 
I know it's late, but I've been traveling this summer, having a little vacation, and uh, I'm living in Norway. So I just wanted to give a shout out and thank you for having me. And I love you guys. I miss you guys. Um, I hope I get to see you soon. Take care. Bye. I don't know how loud that was. It might have been kind of quiet, but uh, it was awesome. It was good. It was good. <laughs> we heard it. It was all the feels. I feel something special that we probably can't talk about. Man, all I know is if it was Krista Joseph, I would feel something special, but he didn't even send me one saying, Casey, I love you. What the fuck, DJ? Okay, we'll get into that in a minute, but there's a reason. He hates why, there's the reason why we never got a video from Krista Joseph. Because we're not fucking TwitWow. No, I have the full story. A video may even exist, but I don't believe we'll ever get it through the delivery methods that we were attempting. Oh, because he shows his dick? No, no. Oh. no that's the Mark Hunt doll. That's not actually Christian. <laughs> um, all right. So here's the other video. Um, sit, 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 sit. Again, this guy was supposed to be on episode 100. I promised him a certain amount of airtime in exchange for... Uh, inside tips and secrets. So I am uh, legally obligated to play this video. Otherwise, I would never put this guy over because I don't know if he'd ever put me over. But um, we'll see what this guy has to say. Hopefully, this one's a little bit louder. We'll see what he's got to say. Hey! Here we go. Hello, MMM Show. This is Eric Van Wagenen. Um, not live from the Lucha Underground slash Contender offices in Santa Monica, California. Um, just wanted to say to all the guys, Justin and Byron and uh, who else? Casey when he's there, Meef, my man Meef, and uh, Jim, late edition. Uh, wanted to say congratulations on 100 episodes. Um, you guys are clearly one of the best Lucha Underground podcasts there is, mostly because you have factual information uh, usually because you call and ask. Who knew? It was that easy. And for that, I thank you. Um, I wish you another 100 episodes, I hope, um, for us both. And, uh, hey, you guys are not the heels, but you're not bad. I see the Roy <clears throat> in the corner that maybe he didn't want on camera. <laughs> you know, why are you giving away secrets, man? Hey, it's, look, man, we got to make money somehow, you know. Oh, wow. Look a little. Yeah, get flown in and hand a guy a t shirt and get paid, man. Come on. <laughs> or climb out of a cage real fast. We'll change the part where he says Casey when he's there. Fucking hell. Ha. Ah, because you're never, you're never here when we have big guests. I'm sorry that everyone wrestles on the fucking weekend. I know, but look, dude. You're like a ratings draw, and then like the big guests are a ratings draw. So like I feel like there's this untapped potential for the MMM show where we could draw these huge numbers, but we just have to get you on at the same time as a Sid. guest. Clearly, Urban heard what it said because he caught the part that it said that that it was a shout out to the heels. Oh, I suddenly hear everything that's putting me over. That's that's great. <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of the way that always works, isn't it? All right, give me one second. You guys talk amongst yourself. I'm going to fix this. Oh, hey, let's talk amongst ourselves. How the fuck are you guys? <laughs> Fire Pro comes out next week, Byron. Yeah, Fire Pro comes out. I just had my um, my computer went down. Urban has been helping me with it. And basically, 
I just bought a new Junker computer and it's in the back. I'm setting it up. I'm about to sign back on to Fire Pro. Yeah, but um, none of the new stuff is going to come out because it got delayed and they fucked up the PC version. So I hope you bought it for PlayStation 4. Check oh, I did. It Am should I be much louder up here. now, probably? Yeah, um, the PlayStation 4 version's coming out Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. You guys, yeah, you guys can buy it digitally. You can buy it uh, physically. You can just fucking buy it because we're going to be in the game, at least until yeah. by What's up, him and Justin? We'll make Meef. Don't worry, Meef. We got you. We'll get you an appropriate move. Can we wait? If we're gonna yeah, make Meef, can we give him the the, the old hair? Yes, let's we give Meef the old hair, and that's based on a, on a model of Super Porky. Nah. No, no. Well, nah. no, Meef is muted right now, and he can't. I unmuted Meef. Meef muted himself. He doesn't okay. want to talk to you guys. Uh, he's he's farting in his room again. Uh, <laughs> Urban, you should always feel loved, especially with the kind of things Casey talks about doing to you. They're gross and disgusting, but definitely filled with love. They definitely yeah. are technically oh, acts I'll of love I'll in some places. Yeah. I'll fill you with love, Urban. Don't oh, worry. No. Uh, oh. But all up in them guts. Oh. Hey guys, oh. what are we going to talk about first? Lucha Underground or Lucha? You know what? We I want to talk Lucha Underground. Start. I only have one thing to say, Justin, because I'm offended. I'm offended by what Why? Why would you be offended? DJ pretty much wrote this entire episode for you. You know yeah. what? That's a very racist thing to say to a horror fan, because if writing an episode for me means spray painting spooky and boo on a table, come on. Come on. You know, he's... Casey, you need to respect that DJ is a hardworking, honest man, and he appreciates uh, your friendship and your loyalty to the show, and he wanted to do something for you, and it meant a lot to him to do something for you, and he tried his hardest, all right? Wait, so what why if it's just the table with the word spooky on, on it? He's trying his hardest to why, make you happy. Wait, why are and you doing Why? Or if it fails completely, you have to respect the effort. You do know that this man blocked you, right? Hmm? He didn't, he didn't, it's, it's not that he's not following you now. He's gone beyond that. He now has blocked you, Byron. Yeah. It's okay. Look, look, <laughs> I'm not really mad. I'm just disappointed because instead of spray painting boo or spooky, first of all, you could have done spooky instead of spooky, which is a million times more hilarious. And also uh, creepy instead of creepy would have been great. And maybe like a scary monster face on one of the tables. So when you go through it, it looks like it's fucking eating you when the table breaks. That would have been the greatest thing okay. in the world. So here's the deal with this match. Um, it was filmed a little bit later in the season. It was kind of awesome when we walked in and the whole place was kind of set up this way. But um, the, the spot with the cage, the, the breakaway part of the cage, some things were supposed to go down that didn't go down. I was sitting right there in the front of the bleachers and they had extra padding on the floor. So it was obvious what the spot was going to be. And um, I think it was even Stryker and Marty Elias both walked by and knew that the cage wasn't gigged the right way and had them cut some parts of it down. But somebody in production was not doing the right thing with the cage. I believe that they were probably also the people in charge of writing on the table. I don't think it was DJ. I think DJ was more all about the whole overall idea. And, and I liked the idea. I just have so many suggestions that I would have liked to give, but I wasn't there. 
He uh, wanted you to come. That was the day that he was like, just bring Casey. I'll get him in. Yeah, I thought that was a rolling thing that I can just come and go as I please whenever I want. I think, yeah, but I think that was the day it started because okay. I think that, you know, it was like you and Vic and, and J-Man and Urban. Those were the guys he wanted to see his masterpiece of uh, the the haunted horrors match or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, and some of the guys were there. The other Vic was there and, you know, and he came up to me and he came up to like everybody who you know, I think he remembers from the old days and was just like, dude, and I think Mil Machete's too, and he was kind of just like, dude, what do you guys think? It's pretty crazy. But I know, come on, out of all the people, that it looked like I showed up there to see fucking Wing. I was like, what is going on here? Blasphemy. There's one thing we'll talk about this week that I'll put that fucking Wing label on, sir. This was, this was um, fucking Ryuma Go Pro Wrestling at best but let me tell you something brother i fucking have so many ideas for matches way so they have to keep doing it and also they have to see the best thing about the chamber of horrors was like the electric chair death it, but in lucha underground actually kills people they could have the electric chair actually kill people that the when you would open a coffin and a fucking zombie would come out and then scott Do they have anyone left to kill Probably not, dude. I'm I'm pretty sure Carmen Perez is dead. It was weird seeing her ghost talk to us. Um, uh, maybe, maybe. Um, it was uh, it was weird because I think they killed Ev Dub too. Like, I don't know. Like, I thought that was why he didn't send the video. Uh, DJ, I hope you're okay. Uh, I think that's why he didn't send the video because they killed him off. Uh, Rick, that's as far as kill fake Paul Heyman, and I can't do my fucking Paul Heyman jokes anymore. Like, what the fuck? Oh. If they're gonna kill everyone I make fun of, it's gonna be a really short roster. Yeah, it's already getting there, brother. Look, so let let me let me kick back to the beginning of the episode a little bit, and and I want to talk a little more about the the horrors thing, but um, the the top of the show, um had a segment that I like to call sad Santos and, you know, she's kind of sitting in the back and uh Dadge comes in and he definitely wants to, let's say inject Melissa with some happiness. He's like, Hey, Phoenix is gone. But you know what? I've got a penis too. And then, yeah, he's just trying to bring it up. I mean, things up, yeah. he's trying to make it look up. For her, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think. Um, I, I think. Um, look at his penis. Change his name to fucking Vulture Azteca. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you dude is trying to swoop in on some some secondhand goods here. Yeah, it's uh, it, we're gonna call him Sloppy Seconds Azteca Junior, and which is funny because he's a junior. So that and he pulled that mask off of. Oh shit! This is a trend, bro. Cause okay, check it out. He pulled that mask off of the dead guy and just fucking wears it around like it's his. You think he's gonna do that with Phoenix? No, I think he's trying to fucking wear Melissa around like she's his. If you know what I mean. <laughs> oh no, I I get what you're saying, because it's gross. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I also have to say, just be careful. I have to say that Ross is in the chat and said that that ha that haunted house match. Scared the fucking shit out of him. So there we go. Azteca is like Shane from Walking Be Dead. Warned. 
everybody might get upset that you know you're talking about a TV show and a woman acting like she's dating somebody on there and not the man she's actually just had a child with. So uh, what are you what are you saying? You're you're wrote. basically saying that you got trolled on the interwebs and you're bitter. No, it's uh he's no, no. Re he's referring to something a certain wrestler. We won't put him over on our show. Let's just call him Chody. Um said something about not liking the storyline and Byron is completely silent and I think his shit's broken. We can't even hear him at all. Um No, it's just retarded. Are you upset by this not being able to hear Byron thing? No, it's it's cool. It's cool. We'll we'll keep moving. Uh shocking. Byron, are you there? Can you hear us? We can't hear you. Okay, good. One moment. Oh. Uno, uno momento, por favor. Hey, um, um, hey, Byron. Uh, if you don't like being sodomized, uh, say something right now. Wait, wait. Zeus King says that he didn't get a romantic vibe from that at all. She was oh, in a locker room. He was trying to sneak in there and get peeks. Dude. Clearly. Okay, first Zeus King. We're not talking about romance. We're talking about fucking son. Come on. For for a fat kid, I know the moves you put on in recently injured women. <laughs> and that was all about it. You're saying you like to move in on wounded prey. I, I sent him some tips. That's all I'm saying. So yes. if if Chris Wolf broke her leg, that would be your moment. Oh. No. Yes. <laughs> not that kind of injured. Not that kind of injured. Jesus Christ. No, he's wait you're waiting for Chris Wolf to fall out of the ring, injured and hurt, so you can be her knight in shining armor, is what you're saying. I'll whisk her up and whisk her up and make sure she's perfectly fine. <laughs> Watch out for Cosby Lo. Okay, fine. Everyone wants to, us to believe that Dadge was just being a friend. Fine. Dadge was being a friend. He was never her friend in four seasons, and now that she has a dead boyfriend. He wants to be a friend. Not I'm going to give it up. I'm going to give it up for Dash, though. I'm loving him as the gift of the gods champion. I like that they're kind of doing his run more like an IC title run and that he wants to cash it in at Ultima Lucha. I thought his acting in this scene was actually pretty good. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Sometimes people are trying to be friends from the inside, bro. <laughs> no, I thought he was just being a friend too. I didn't get that vibe that he was swooping. Good in. Lord, why are you so loud all of a sudden? I got it. I got it handled. Like, You're good. Why does Byron have volume at all? All of a sudden, what the fuck happened, Justin? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I have no control over these sound issues. It's just not. Oh, yeah. this, this Zeus King was saying that Dad Junior was checking himself out in the mirror. They shot the scene where they were looking at each other in the mirror, so you can get. Um, both of them in the same shot. It was a weird, that was a little weird for me, but I like how the scenes are getting really stylized. You know, they're, they're yeah, for, for a show that all was supposed to have less and worse vignettes because they had less money this season. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think it actually made it better because what they did instead was they didn't try to go out on location. They just shot everything in a room in the back. And I think mm -hmm. it made the writing better. I think it made the style of the camera work that they're using better. I think they did, they're doing a great job on a very limited budget. And, you know, Skip Chasen, again, who is a fucking madman, clearly, um, they're putting together really awesome vignettes right now. Mm -hmm. And this was another one where it's like you take something that's really small. Well, really, the only point was to get the medallion onto Melissa um, through trying to get in her pants. 
Um, so, which is basically what happened. And now we've got storyline that has moved forward. And Dadge did some really pretty good acting. And Melissa was was actually pretty solid, too. I liked where I was going. Uh, that's the exact opposite review I heard everywhere else, Justin. But you're a nice man. You're a nicer man than... You think so? Like, I, I mean, I didn't read what anybody else had to say. What, 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 what were the uh, comments out there? People were shitting on Melissa, but you know what? I didn't even watch the scene. I'm just making shit up as I go because I don't watch anything. Because no, all, no, I- shoot, no, all shoot. right, well, I think in all seriousness, I, th- I mean, I agree with Justin. I thought it was good, but I think also it's kind of there are certain trends, like the whole hate Roman Reigns thing. Um, there's certain trends, and I think there's a certain trend of um, of hating on Melissa a little bit because it's the cool thing to do, at least. You know, you're calling yourself cool. No, I think she's a. Gr- I think she's a great part of the show, and I think she did great in the scene. I thought it was great. Uh, my only, I, I, I think, mean, I, no, I, I agree. I think Melissa. I think Melissa is very much uh, in the striker category of a lot of people don't like her presence there, and a lot of people love her presence there, and there's not a lot of in between. And she's also in the striker category. Oh, my. Totally destroy her in the wrestling name game. <laughs> Because she would say like, like, Striker doesn't believe that. Yeah, I think Striker would win. There's one take in the wrestling name game. Let's put it that way. Okay. I think Striker would win, and it would be easy. Striker is the current champion, and that mm-hmm. is purely because he showed up. That's it. I can't vouch for his skill level. I believe that he is a very strong competitor. I believe that Casey is a very strong competitor in the name game. But uh, he is the de facto champion at this point. We haven't really seen a real test of his strengths yet. But have well, you seen a, have you seen a test so of mine? Because I I I have, but not not against the caliber of competition that I really believe that Matt Stryker is. Wow! 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 You know what? It's hey, it's cool. They I'd like it. to see. I'd like to see you both really tested. I mean, I I couldn't I couldn't hang in there for four minutes with you guys because my brain would freeze and I would I would fall out on the ground and cry like a little girl. Dude, there are people that can beat me. I that okay. Like I could guarantee you, if I can't beat Matt Stryker, fucking Randy would destroy him because that guy is fucking good. Like he could beat yeah, me. Randy's great. Yeah. I saw Randy beat you in person. Whoa. You cried for a long time. We actually just kept going for over an hour. Byron, Byron, you're kind of blowing the kayfabe here by giving away that anyone can actually beat him. That's not really. That didn't happen, but. I mean. Not the way it's written on the Wikipedia page, Byron. (laughs) It's cool. You You should see the MMM show wiki. Holy shit. We have a Wikipedia? It's out of control. Yeah, that's Vin, interesting. Vinny it runs say? it. Vinny Massaro runs it. It says all kinds of fucked up shit. What's it say about me, Flo, Casey? No, read, read some of it for me. Okay, it explains it, how we got the name. It says me, Flo, real name Robert Paulson. Mm. Uh, let's see. And it says um, MMM show young boy, washing mm-hmm. packs and showers, um, has a creepy fan relationship with uh, someone who shall be rem- oh shit see now i'm thinking of two people fuck i fucked it up already never mind well that one well that was a good bit that we were doing dude i got a better bit later if we ever get to the fucking triple a show yeah, we'll get to it soon so there's a scene 
and um, they're sad about Phoenix, and Melissa is sad. But now well, now here's a, here's here's the thing: she gets the medallion. I yeah. think she's going to use the medallion to bring back Phoenix in some fashion. The real question will be, yeah. since it's half a medallion, if Phoenix will be in that Katrina realm of half in the world, half out of the world, will he be able to teleport like Katrina? Like, what will happen if Melissa uses the medallion on him? But I also thought the medallion only worked on lady folks. You know so what? There'll be some bad Here's another. Here's another, very, the most important question about what the medallion does uh, for Phoenix to me is, does Melissa even know what it does? No, because just, Dad's like, just gave it to her. No, I thought um, Katrina gave it to her. After she killed Phoenix, she's like, I don't need this anymore. <clears throat> oh, no, and, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. and he just took she it off the counter and put it around her neck. No, like... Put it this way, dude. Okay, first of all, Lucha Underground is a very, very progressive company. We've already seen Pimpinella Escarlata. We have seen Sonny Kiss. And there's going to be a huge variety of wrestlers there. So they are going to sell Phoenix as the first ever hermaphrodite wrestler. And they're going to start calling him Phoenix Lee Curtis. And I don't know if he can teleport. I don't know. I don't know if he can. Katrina, gave, Katrina already gave Melissa the amulet, the half necklace. Right. Okay. Which we saw before. You're correct. Dad, you know, as you do, Dad was like, "You're sad. I'm just going to put a shiny thing on you and make you feel happy." I'm just going to try and trust no, you. Okay. First of all, Iron. His name is Dadge. David Dadge. Allen Shear did not give Dadge. anyone not, a not Dag. Dad. This is not sal salmon. I can't even say it wrong, like you say. Salmon. 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 Man, okay. I, I really, uh, I really like David Allen Greer and wish he was on the show though, as maybe like Mil, Mach Mil, uh, Mil Muertes's dad. He could be like, hey, Pasquale. I would love it if if Dag was actually just a fan in the crowd, and they cut to him all the time instead of us. Oh, dude, yeah, like if he just replaced us, and then like maybe some of the Wayans brothers too. Like, uh, I get to be Marlon. What is this us shit? I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that I saw on this week's episode, and it was a very nice close up, by the way. Whatever. I, I, hey, <laughs> hey, you could have been there. I, all I know is I lube jobs, lube jobs make the world go round, Justin. Lube jobs make the world go round. How's everyone else doing? Okay, Tom? so anyway, my whole point, we're still talking about the very first segment of the show, and I'm going to move faster in a second here. My whole point was that I believe that she's going to try to use this medallion on Phoenix in some fashion, and we will see what the result of that is. I don't know how well that's going to work. But we need Phoenix back because he's kind of a champion, I think. We'll see. We need to have Phoenix back. Uh, <laughs> aren't you clever? Um, Watch the fuck out if you're an old lady in the first row. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm interested in how Melissa, I mean, the, it's easy. That's the way to connect those dots, but I don't know how Melissa is going to get to the point where she knows how to do that. Well, clearly she's desperate. I mean, she turned away yeah. Badge, who was a help as a handsome fella. She turned have away. You seen her trying to memorize a hometown oh, of shit. a wrestler that she's announcing. She knows where Pentagon's from. She doesn't See, know where Pumbaa's from. She, know, she knows where Cage is from. <clears throat> That's true. 
It's she hard. even, she even gives you directions with her head. She's go. He's from the five five nine. She'll tell you how to get there. And he's got the nicest penis ever. No, no, that's penis. just no. Oh, that's the greatest penis ever. Keep it kayfabe. Just totally social awesome. media. Nope, just social media. Don't follow. Me. What up, Muerto? Oh, Alberto, what up? what's up? Homie? What up? So, what's the next thing that happened on the show? Uh, the 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 House, House of Horrors. And it was oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, what? House of Horrors? What kind Whatever of, it was what called. Show, what kind of show is this? House of yeah. Horrors? Haunted, haunted horrors house yeah. mask match. You, you got to enunciate that horrors, Justin. I thought they started filming in Nevada or something. Little shop of about? horrors. What do you What do you think about the cheese? The little campiness that they throw in there, like the graphics, out of nowhere. I liked it. Me too. I like the Macho Man and Elizabeth music during the the Mundo Tayo proposal too. I mean, I yeah. I like I like the cheesy stuff, and I think that they're starting to feel. I think that they're starting to feel now that it's okay. Like the the witch hat thing with with uh, Antonio, um, you know, doing some of these little yeah. cheesy things. I think it started with the air guitar with the Worldwide Underground yeah. guys, and they've just kind of branched out from there. No, I think I think the cheesy shit started with making sexy star champion. Boom! What? <laughs> wow! I loved I loved how they ended last week's episode or the week before the last week uh, with um, Mac is has to be one of my favorites on the show. One of my favorite wrestlers. <laughs> they cut him off right when he was saying, <laughs> "Motherfucker!" It was awesome, and then they show it again. That's great. Uh, Mac's got a lot of those. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we he did. got the biggest holy shit chant uh, about the temple. I, I forgot, can't believe they I fucking what he did. Oh, you you really don't remember? I, for, I forgot what he did. Perhaps one of you. Oh, when he called Johnny Mundo the N word on the air. Yeah, that was amazing. How the fuck did that not get on El Ray? God damn it, El Ray! Seriously, you know that was their call. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> um. Anyway, so Casey, oh, Casey, did you like or not like? This match, you know what it was. It was okay. Like on a scale of one to ten, I loved it, but it. I feel like it could have been like a twelve, and it was just a ten. You know what I mean? Like this is the only thing I watched this episode because Justin's like, this is a love letter to you. And you know what? Like maybe like half chub, but not like all the way, DJ. All right. Hey, you know, look. At least they're trying. At least they're trying. That's what I have to say. And I, I, I like the hot start with Melissa and Katrina. Um, yeah. oh. I think uh, I love Katrina in the red dress. I'm feeling now that she's wearing this red dress because she's actually alive and there's blood pumping through her veins. That's my new theory. Yeah. Cool. It was clearly a, a, a obvious switch at the point where she became fully realized human flesh in our world compared to one foot in and out of the other realm. Um, and I got, I got to say, shout out to Jacob Goodnight um, to, to um, fucking, what is he, like Mayor Jacob Goodnight now? Uh, since his, you know, hook and chain were in the cage. That was Kane's character from See No Evil 1 and 2. I've only seen the first one. I watched it recently. May, Mayor, Mayor Kane. So I, I really love how... Yes, I loved how um, they were teasing a bit of a cat fight, and for uh, for a second, I thought they were going to both kind of do a 50-50 fight or something, but Katrina just straight nerfed uh, Melissa, just threw her into the ground and threw the glass 
just right on the back of her head when she was already out. That was cold-blooded. That was so awesome. Five stars, and we got a great ring announcer after that. Now, no, don't forget, though, we have that piece of footage of Katrina falling backwards to her possible demise or doom. Um, so Katrina getting over in this particular situation may not be a good thing for her in the long I, run. I don't know. I just heard she fell off a pinata or something, but you know, <laughs> uh, I, that, that's, that's a very a true story. That's a very inside reference, and I was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's a true story. You weren't even there. That was um, awesome. Uh, it was anyway. Yeah, it, was, it was a fun match. Uh, the flatliner to end it off the the ropes through oh, the table. God. Ridiculous. The cage not breaking. I was very happy for because literally there was padding at my feet that was not normally there. That was added and had that cage gag worked, um, I probably would have been wearing those two dudes. And when they started doing the spears into the cage. I was sitting next to, to other Vic and we were both just like this, or maybe it was even Alberto. I don't know. We were all sitting over there. And we were like, this could be real ugly. Like we were ready to jump the hell back. Cause I thought we thought that whole cage was just going to come flying into us, but it got snagged at the top because they didn't, um, you know, they, they break away part of the cage and they didn't break away the whole top corner. It was, uh, it was a bad gag. <laughs> Sadly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and other I than like that, and, and honestly, the the cool thing I thought about it was this match was literally better on TV than it was live. Oh, shit, Byron, you're killing us. No, no. Byron, your mic is staticky as shit right now, and it made Justin leave because he thought it was him, and it's all messed up. I think you unplugged or something. Meef, unmute yourself. Uh, hey, everyone in the chat can still hear me, right? Yo, 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 let me speak on this. Can you guys hear me? Okay, they said that we're good now. All right. Um, Byron, you're still muted, dude. What was that explosion of awesome technical difficulties? I, it was I, had, from- I thought I had, uh, I had batteries in there that said full, but then they died. You sound okay, good. Anyway, I just so, left. Uh, I will, I, I'm, I'm the worst yeah, kind I'm of I'm out of here. I'm the worst kind of friend because I just I closed the whole thing and ran away. <laughs> I'm a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. Fuck it. The world's coming to an end. I'm leaving. Fuck you. <laughs> false alarm. False alarm. Good reflex. Nice by the way. Justin's the only one here who hey, is still Hey, look, alive. look. Okay, I'm going to talk about Lucha Underground. Then I'm going to talk about this T-shirt. Um, okay. Savage Jake Strong getting introduced by Famous B. Uh, awesome. Famous B. That was great is uh my favorite male announcer at lucha underground <laughs> love that dude wow he's awesome where is b anyway how come b hasn't been on the show byron what's b doing is he working i don't know yeah is he's he shoot, is he shoot jobbing us i think he's shoot job we should get him back on the show anyway i uh 
I like the squash. Savage Jake Strong doing uh, mm-hmm. the gimmick that should have been intended for Cross. Um, I'm still digging it at this point. Though, actually, you know, when we were there live, this was kind of the point in time, and Alberto can probably attest to this too, um, and probably Paul Cross, but we were like, I, I think we were all starting to go, okay, the, the, the Savage Jake Strong thing was fun at first, but is this a problem? I think we're all asking ourselves, is this a problem? It's entertaining when you're there. Um, Jake is an awesome guy. He's like the nicest guy in the world. And you can't really, yeah. like if you've met him or talked to him for 33 seconds, you, you won't hate on him. But no one was quite knowing what to make of the concept of him in Lucha Underground at this point. It was like, first of all, everyone thought Kevin Cross was going to have a spot like this. And Kevin Cross had kind of already won over most of the hardcore believers. And then you get Jake in there and he's doing a great job and the gimmick is great and it's getting over and everyone's pounding their chest. But if you look at the footage from this one, more people in the crowd are kind of like, am I into Jake strong or am I pounding my chest for nothing right now? It's a weird thing with him because of the context of we, the people, the context of, the balance of talent in Lucha Underground, Lucha versus non-Lucha talent. There's a lot of things that that sort of a lot of things that help paint the you know the scenery. And then he comes in and he just starts nerfing luchadors. And then you kind of put all of it together and it gets a little iffy. All right, Meef, what are you saying? Whitewashing. Is that whitewashing paint? Is it maybe? But I don't think that was the purpose of bringing him in. And I don't think, right. I, and I think bringing him in, had they gotten all the luchadors from AAA that they had originally planned to get, wouldn't have made it so strange. You know, I'm he wasn't taking up anyone else's spot. I mean, he was coming either way, but. I'm going yeah, to sign him. You know? he's, he's a great grab, you know. About this whole thing with Cross. But. Um, this is, does the whole world hate Kevin Cross? Does the whole world hate Kevin Cross? Because, um, yeah, no, I know it's for later, but like, what the fuck is the thing with like Lucha Underground had him two years ago and then just well, decided not to? No, no, no. So here is the here is the deal. Here is the deal. As best as I can figure it out, is um, Lucha Underground did have a spot for him and had every intention of bringing him in to this season but then he was doing the wwe tryout and some other stuff was going on and he was talking to some other people and it was more as a courtesy to them they weren't really writing him heavily into season four after all because they wanted to give him a chance to pursue these other opportunities and then as soon as he went to the wwe tryout basically when that was done he called up EV Dub or DJ or whatever and was just like, hey, guys, you know, I don't think I'm going to do that right now. There might be a time for me later down the road. You know, I'd still really love to come to Lucha Underground. And DJ told him right then he was like, oh, OK, well, let's let's we'll check this out. We'll see what the haps is. Then if I'm putting the story together the right way, basically in a separate set of circumstances, um, DJ was talking to Paul London about, hey, when we're going to do this stuff with the Rabbit Tribe, who do you see kind of in this role and blah, blah, blah. And he went through some names and he had a list and I know what that list is, but I'm not going to say, but he got to Kevin Cross's name and he was like, Oh, well, if this guy's available to do it, I'd love to have Kevin Cross come in and, and be the guy to help out with this. And DJ was like, great. We're looking for a spot for him anyway. Let's bring him in and have him do it. And then, you know, Kevin already had a few other things booked or whatever. So then as soon as they worked out the schedule and whatnot, they brought Kevin in and, and did, uh, 
you know, the, the thing that you've seen a little bit of right now in a vignette, but we haven't seen come to the ring yet. Um, so that's basically the whole story. I don't think there was ever any contentious moment with Kevin Cross and Lucha Underground. It's just been this weird set of circumstances where they signed him a long time ago after his dark matches, but then didn't use him in season three, even though I think they had toyed with the idea. But they were like, no, let's just wait and bring it back. And then the hiatus happens. So mm -hmm. he gets pushed back there. And here's this poor guy who's running around, who's who's building up his name, wearing a Lucha Underground jacket everywhere, super happy to be a part of the locker room. And and another, you know, almost Vinny Massaro levels of hype for Lucha Underground were coming from Kevin. And yet he had never been seen on TV in the damn show. We still haven't seen him hit the ring on the show. It's been over two years. Mm -hmm. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling sorry for him because it, it just feels like... He Everything seems to be a, a dropped ball, and it's not by him. Well, do you I'm think not, the impact angle? Literature. Do you think the impact angle with impact. him and Aries is is a dropped ball? Yeah, I think. I, I think. I think that's disappointing. They they didn't let him get enough. He he got into it a little bit, and they went actually, you know what? We're going to stick a midget with him. He could work, but it, he didn't get enough time to be by himself. And then, yeah. and like actually build his own kind of thing there. And then now with what's going on with AAA again, by the looks of things, the exact same situation as last year, where, okay, they might not have anything for him, but just seems it just seems like this guy is so good. And he is. He's brilliant. I love Kevin. And he's so good at what he does, both on the mic, you know, away from wrestling and, you know, actually in the ring. But he is also relatively he is also relatively new. Yeah. He drops he, the fucking ball. It's the th here's the thing yeah, with the thing he, with Cross I, is I, he's been a, certain people have been He's been a plus one in pretty much all of his presentations. And and you know, with his, you know, level of experience and and with how much we uh, the general audience knows of him, that's a good way to bring him in and to introduce him but I, I think that um and he's excelled at that but i think with impact you see him come in by himself and but and, i think i think this is because he is a newer guy i think they're protecting him because of not necessarily anything to do with him but because of guys with his size and level of experience that's typically how you introduce them in general yeah. i mean and he's not the first guy like this even when like John Cena was in, you know, Ohio Valley and, and those guys were over there, they were used in very much similar fashions. And when they were brought into WWE with with uh, Batista and Orton and Cena and, and these bigger, stronger monster guys that but they're also not, you know, uh, Paul White level giant guys. They're big yeah. guys. But at the same time, there's a lot of guys Kevin Cross size in the WWE. So, yeah. You have to protect them a little bit in these other promotions. You have to put them with other guys. Um, and, and here's the thing. I've seen Cross do 25, 30-minute matches. But the type of match that he's going to do for that amount of time isn't going to be running the ropes the whole time. Like the match he did with uh, Gotch, Simon Gotch or whatever, he, you know, it was chain wrestling. It was mat wrestling. It was a lot of psychology. It was a lot of in and out of the ring, you know, staring down, working the crowd. Um, great stuff, great stuff. But at the same time, on TV, that's not the 25-minute match you want. 
So the way you're going to protect a guy like that is you're going to throw him a couple squashes. You're going to put him with somebody else so that he has an intimidation factor. You can also protect his record that way. I mean, look, he's undefeated in AAA. He hasn't been beaten in the ring yeah. in Impact. He hasn't been beaten in the ring in Lucha Underground. <laughs> yeah. Like, you want to talk about protected, it, maybe it's not the best storyline for him, but at the same yeah. time, he's not the guy I see running out there and having a 30-minute match with Pentagon. You know yeah. what, guys? Well, I think it makes... How many matches has he had, though? How many, for how many appearances he's made and to how many matches he's had? That was my issue. Well, in House of Hardcore, he had a bunch. Yeah, House yeah. of Hardcore, he was good. Impact, uh, they haven't given him a lot of matches. Triple A, he's undefeated for two years, goddammit. But yeah, let me tell right, you, yeah, but... all of you guys, first of all, horrible violations of case fabe. That's why I left the room for so long, not just because I was getting myself cereal. Let me tell you something. The only one that needs to be protected when Killer Cross gets in the ring is his opponent. <laughs> yeah no i think i and I, I think it makes sense and definitely throwing him in that diesel heater role to you know austin aries as the as a Shawn michaels figure i think that's great and i think uh i mean i would love to i wanted to see a program between the two of them you know across the ring from each other to begin with um and if it leads to that pretty quickly or if it leads to that in a way that makes sense. I think it's awesome. And I think it'll be really valuable for him. Um, I hope he, you know, drops Aries on his head. That'd be really cool. Um, and maybe chokes him out too with that cross jacket, but it's just on its own. That makes sense. But as a big fan of cross and wanting to see him, wanting to see him just hurt a lot of people. Uh, you, I've, I've seen him being presented on other shows in the same way where he's, the plus one he's he's like the enforcer well, and like, then, that's the character right now that's that's yeah. that's gonna be the. but look at the same time this is a guy that we like we saw him when he was coming up and he and he wasn't really there yet and we're seeing it all come together and in a short amount of time yeah he has put himself in a great position i mean he's up there and he's gotten the hype along with a lot of these other guys i mean his debut in impact yeah, was the most talked about thing in all of wrestling that week. Yeah, you know, super so excited in a for week it. where before that, you know, it was all about Kenny Omega and the Golden Lovers thing, and you know, and the week after that was all about like you know John Cena and Brock Lesnar and shit like that. Like for a week, he had the same kind of level of hype as Pentagon and some of the guys who are at the top of the game. Yeah, and you just can't, you can't, you know front on that for a guy who hasn't been in nearly as long as the rest of these guys. Now he's been, he's paid his dues, you know, in underground fighting and, and mixed martial arts and doing other stuff. But at the same time for a guy who really is pretty new to it, he's really in a great spot though. I'm going to talk about AAA in a minute. Let me finish hey, with Lucha yeah. Underground. Benji, uh, <laughs> Benji Heyman got killed or whatever his name is. Did you see this? Uh, uh, Ricky Mundo stabbed him with a Bic and effed him all up excuse me sir if i can have a moment are you having sex with that doll in front of me is that a pen in your pocket or are you happy to see that doll sir amazing this is why we keep casey people it's amazing is that a pen in my throat or are you happy to see me um the other part of that segment that i really loved was 
uh, Taya giving Mundo the picture of himself with the belt. Um, and then uh, finding out that Antonio Cueto is giving Johnny a very lovely, Johnny and Taya, a very lovely uh, wedding gift of letting Johnny challenge for the Lucha Underground Championship a week after their wedding. Are you guys looking forward to this televised wrestling wedding? All I, have and test? I have never looked forward to a wrestling um, wedding in my entire life. And you know what? You know what? Unless, unless, you know. What if there's a nip slip? You know who? You know who ruins a wedding? Who? Johnny's? You know who ruins a wedding? Who ruins a wedding? Tori Wilson's dad. Snakes, snakes ruin weddings. Oh, is that what you want to see happen? Uh, snake ruin Macho Man's wedding. Remember that? You remember that fucking cobra in the fucking box and shit at the wedding? And then, like, eventually, you know fucking jake the snake gonna hit elizabeth with the chair when she's coming back and undertaker stops him and he's like hey whose side are you on man and he's like not yours <laughs> in the coffin and fucking he's dragging the coffin while jake's like hitting him with the chairs that's what i want from a fucking haunted house match chris the joseph you're welcome look i i think that the one reason I'm interested in seeing this wedding is because I know Krista Joseph and Chris Roach love to pay homage to other things that have happened in wrestling history. They teased it right up with the fact that they put on the Macho Man music during the proposal. I think we're going to get some interesting uh, moments of homage during this wedding, and that will probably be the most fun part about it. Let's say fucking homage the Uncle Elmer wedding. Me and Matt Stryker remember it's it's nothing to me. <laughs> well, well, Johnny yeah. did the whole Macho Man voice during the proposal too. I know I'm looking forward to it because I think Lucha Underground has afforded themselves the the room to handle stuff like this, Elizabeth. and they can do stuff where it's a, li a little bit cheesy. They can look. It's like the, it's like the sitcom fun. thing. You always write an episode where the the cast gets stuck in an elevator. It's just a test of your skills as a sitcom writer. It's a test of your skills as a yeah. wrestling writer to do a a wedding, and they're getting married for real, or they got married for real. So why not? you know do this well, and hold on guys i need a time frame check was um was the al wilson wedding to don marie where she fucked him to death was that under krista joseph's time at uh wwe that might have been a little bit before him mm -hmm. i don't think it was but i want to say for his sake that it was you know how you know how this show likes to kill characters off i'm just saying oh god oh man We'll see. That was actually the original way they were gonna kill Benji Heyman. Um, they were <laughs> Ricky was just gonna fuck him to death, but they changed it because the network got mad. Well, I liked. I, I have to say, I really liked that murder. It was one of the ones yeah. where it was definitely a TVMA moment. It was bloody. Yeah, it was other version. And great, he'd be like, "Excuse me, sir, what are you doing inside me right now, <laughs> sir?" Again, I think it was another one of those moments that I felt like uh, was kind of there for you or or guys Roger, like you. Sir, it's even bigger than Ward Alfred Hayes, sir. It hurts, <laughs> sir. Stop, sir. Ah! The end. You're welcome, Krista Joseph. That is the bonus feature on the Lucha Underground Season 4 DVD box set that is only released in Germany. In Germany, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, there was a lot going on. Yeah, those got the contacted me. 
you know you know me if i've got something to say to germany and that is oh, hey, yeah. here's alex right the german and if you want to know what the germans are all about pick me and we'll have a hell of a victory i promise yeah, there's another alex right in um nxt now nope can't no that's not cool there's only it, one right? no you can still gimmicks know, all day long Names. It's a tall, tall, blue-eyed, blonde, yep. white German dude walking around. Oh, shit. Anyways, that was um, my gimmick. They had, they had a lot of, there was a lot of subtle story, though, going on in this um, little vignette where Jack was presenting a present and Taya, you know, pushed it away and had hers instead. There was, they did the, um, the portrait with the title that made Johnny remember he wasn't champ anymore because I guess he forgot. And um, also, it did for me. It went a long way in legitimizing Ricky Mundo and the whole no, doll thing. No, no, no. It's just a murder. Yeah, well, I don't I mean, know about the Ricky Mundo thing. Like, I, I got to tell you, like, I get where it was going. I got where it was going when DJ first started doing it. I love the murder. I'm glad we got to a murder. But now that we've gotten to a oh, nice murder. bloody Ricky Mundo doll murder thing. I don't know how much more of this gimmick I want to see. Oh, I want to see all of it. Kevin, you have to go all the way until that. And uh, um, I actually know what happens to Jack Evans, Meef. I know he gets in a fist fight with Chessman, shoot, and then they replay it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, knees uh, him in the head. You know, uh, yeah, that was dope, dude. Uh, that's what <laughs> no, you he, get told he took him down. He could. This guy was 150 pounds heavier than him, and Jack just. Took him down. We'll get to that. Anyways, that's the other show. That's the other show. Well, so, I'm trying okay. to get to. Someone to died. What's the next scene? Last skeleton ninja standing match, which yes. is what it should have been called because we all knew that that was how it was going to go down at the end. Hey, you know what? Byron, this mask that you may have purchased at one time. No, separate mask. What? The what mask. About no, no. From this match? Yeah. No. No. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to. This, uh, it's my, a terrible match. My only pet peeve about this match was the cinder block. We've seen Cage and cinder blocks in Lucha Underground before, and I'm not yeah. a fan of the fake cinder block thing. It doesn't work for me. Fake cinder block? Jesus Christ. I'm, you know, I got to review the show too, man. I gotta step out of kayfabe for this one. I don't like the cinder blocks. You they know don't like work. the first the gag doesn't work. You know who uses real cinder blocks, Justin? Sid. Fucking wing. Uh, wang. Wang. I like the first cinder block when he curb stomped uh, through it. That was cool. Yeah. You see it once. There you go. But it was a little hokey in how they even Shoot. set up that spot. And also, shouldn't it be murder normally? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but I like the rest of the match. Um, I feel really bad. I, I feel bad that this was Cage's uh, that this was Cage's lot in life. You know, everyone wants to put Cage over in all these different promotions, but then it's like Cage was, got put in a program with Pentagon and Pentagon's big season. You know, I felt bad for him, especially when we were there live in the temple. Yeah. It's just like. They'd announce Cage first, he'd get a decent pop, and then they'd announce that the opponent was Pentagon or that he was in a program with Pentagon, and then everyone was just kind of like, no one booed Cage or anything, but he just he couldn't get a pop or heat, and it was just it was shame to have 
a guy who could have been in a program with somebody else and really getting over. I mean, yeah. the matches were great. Him and Pentagon work great together. Remember well, when they said that every time Cage wrestles, they put him against someone I like more? Here it is again. I mean, and, and this is it's, it's killing him, killing him in Lucha Underground. He's more yeah. he's more of a character as Brian Cage in Impact than he is in Lucha Underground. And it's because of the fact that he got stuck in a program with Pentagon for this season. Yeah. I mean, he came in super strong. He, like when he came in, I thought he was going to put uh, Puma down. I thought there was no way uh, Puma was going to keep the title. You know, he was super strong. He uh, fucking ripped the belt in half. Yeah. He should still have that. He yeah. should still have that belt walking around. I mean, I, th I think it might do him a favor, but to be in that max spot where he's not fighting for the belt, but he's still in a big program. Well, you know what the trick to that max spot is? That the, that Willie Mac has going for him is that he can turn a phrase and it becomes comedic, whether it's intentional or not, and it makes people have fun with him. Cage is a little too much one note. Like I think the difference between a guy like Cage and a guy like Cross, and Cross cuts a better promo. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong, Cage can in fact cut a promo, but yeah. it's kind of the same note every time. And I think the real trick for Cage, whether it's Impact or Lucha Underground or MLW or wherever, I don't care. I think the real trick for a guy like that is somebody is going to have to figure out how to write him. Someone's going to have to either figure out a yeah. comedy angle to him or something fun or something more scary about him. You know, we all know he's super athletic. He does great moves. He's got a great look. But is that the problem? Is that where his you know, catchphrase get my brother. shit in? He's the prototypical um you know create a wrestler indie wrestler like he does all the best moves he does lucha moves he does these power moves starting a screwdriver he does all these great moves and it gets him over because he's awesome at it right but if he has to work a match where it's not about the moves right but if you made him but if you else? made him uh an ecw dudley boy with joel gertner talking for him then all of a sudden you got something you know what I mean? Like, uh, dude, here's what you do, right? You need something like, else. Gotta Byron, be able to get over on the head. Byron, you, you said he was a creator wrestler, right? Okay, that's the angle we do. There's like a little kid. We'll have him played by me, Flo, for a young boy. And he'll be playing video games. He'll be playing the Mega Drive instead of the Sega Genesis. And then Lightning will strike and his creator wrestler will come to life. And it'll be Brian Cage. But we have to go back in time to make this how he was introduced in the first place. I mean, that's the real that's the real weird thing to me about him and Lucha Underground is with all the the sci-fi and folklore and whatnot, why don't they just actually make him a machine? They is might. there not a way to tear off his hand and have a robot hand underneath there as, even as a gag one time? You know why? Because they haven't found a mad scientist yet. You have to find a good mad scientist character to have created the machine, and they haven't found that guy yet. And I mean, what I think if they, that would what if funny and DJ awesome, found like, him his and programming goes What? You're talking. Sorry. Yeah, Don't I was talk. just saying, what if DJ found the, the Mad Scientist character, but he got so happy killing characters off, he killed him off before he made it on the show? I'm sure he did that. But Look, I just I just think, like, if you did it for real, you, you make him an actual robot. Like, something goes wrong in his programming, and he goes haywire, maybe kills another couple of people, even though he's had his chance to murder some folks. You, you do something like that with Cage, even though it's campy, it, I think it'll still be fun. And I think it'll give him a chance to play up the character 
you know, be be more than Kenny Omega, be more so than you do chopping mall, but with fucking cage. That's amazing, dude. Yes, you could, absolutely. Yeah. You, you could Rocky Horror him. You could Rocky Horror him. You could, but I mean, come on. Jim, Jim Wynorski did the Rocky Horror Picture Show. The legendary Jim Wynorski made Chopping Mall, the cinematic masterpiece, which may be called Robots in the UK, actually. Uh, look, looking at Cage's crotch, you know, that's definitely made in a science lab, isn't it? So from what well, I why is everyone looking at Cage's crotch? I thought did Melissa. Did you not see one. the AAA pay per view where he wore the exact moose knuckle tights that me and Byron talk yeah. about every week? Oh my god. Things children watch the show like it's look uh, even if i had seen that man's moose knuckle that one time i wouldn't still be talking about it now it wasn't it's, in your face dude like scary. i said yeah he, he just gave us Mongolian devil. i think I mean, white guys are just more intimidated by manly moose knuckle no oh, justin there's a question in the chat room Justin, there was a uh, question in the chat room during the Haunted House um, match. Did you get nervous when you saw one of the tables when it said spooky, but did you get nervous before you read all of the word? Ooh. No one. Was that Mr. Krabs asking question? Jesus Christ. That was a horrible question. The racism down there is exquisite. It's just, it's a little dangerous. The table's going to be breaking. You have Mac in the ring. Don't don't set yourself up. What if the table broke in a certain way and that and a certain letter broke off of it, and All now right. you have this word in the ring? Pentagon Dark is still your lucha underground. There a way we could erase this. Let's talk about AAA. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> art department. You want to go up the card? You guys want to go up the card for Triple Mania or down the card? Up, up, up. At the end of the show. Oh, no, no. We need to start with one thing. What about those great show? I'm looking forward to the yes, wedding. Yes, we do need right. to start with Viano Tresera. Thank you very much, Miflo. Thank you for reminding me. The great man is no longer with us. He was honored on the AAA pay per view. Hopefully, he didn't lag through the whole fucking tribute. John McCain was honored on the AAA pay per view. I would never call him a great man after what he did to people with his medical reforms. But hey, uh, it's John not McCain, that- the guy who tried to stop mixed martial arts from ever happening in the United States. Mm-hmm. That shit, he was trying to shit down UFC one or whatever, right? Yeah, it was it was pretty far back there. Me, me and yeah, John McCain did one, but it was like it was when it, was it like got two or three. Up, when it got yanked off the cable, he was directly responsible. But no, um, Viano Tresera, Viano family, uh, man. Okay, he's in one of the greatest lucha matches I've ever seen in my life, which was his mask match versus Atlantis. I have linked to it on my Twitter. It's on YouTube. Just search Mascara Contra Mascara fucking Atlantis versus Viano 3. You'll find it that way and you'll love it. Because you know what? You know how I know that Viano 3 is a great man? He came out to the fucking Writers of Doom from Conan the Barbarian, the greatest movie ever made. There's going to be more Conan coming up. I hope you motherfuckers are ready. Why? Is Schwarzenegger finally going to make Conan the King? No, no, he's just making an appearance. Don't worry. No, Jason would... Momoa is going to finally make Conan the King? <sighs> nope. No, Jason Momoa was a great Conan. The movie was just dog shit. But he that was, was a terrible script. Yeah, yeah. I heard Krista Joseph wrote it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's weird that Krista Joseph How many guys want to get blocked by DJ? Friend. Jesus Christ. I'm his, I try to be his friend. I sincerely hope the best for yeah. him. 
And I feel like I got cockblocked. Byron, read, read, read the tweet, Byron. Read the tweet that got you blocked. What? Okay, he's got to find it. I just want to say when we're talking about blocking, I feel like my heart was cockblocked by DJ when he had Matanza win at Ultima Lucha Dose. I was there a good we, choice. We've covered that. It makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, Go ahead. Read said, the tweet, Byron. Oh, he anyway. said, Byron said, Dre beats are garbage. You're a better person than that. And he got <clears> up. <throat> you said, he, he said that his beats went through the wash and they survived. And then you replied to him, Dr. Dre beats suck. And you are a better person than that. First yeah, of all, first I wanted to compliment him. How is that a compliment? And then telling him that headphones suck and that he likes the headphones and that he can be better than being the shitty, awful person that likes the headphones? Of course he blocked you. That was like the fifth time you did something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I counted five, but... <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can only imagine whatever the fuck he said to Chavo. That's like, wow. The guy is like, he's an educated guy. He's a writer. He knows how to turn a phrase. You're not tricking him with your backhanded comment. I just want to be his friend. Yes, he he knows how to turn a phrase such as welcome to Slamtown. If you want to be. (laughs) That's funny. Who here is insulting him? I I'm not. I'm friend. not. I th- I think DJ is doing. But Casey has always insulted him, and he's never done it in a backhanded way. He does it to his face. That, that wasn't. Know. That wasn't an insult. I'm sorry. Everything I say sounds sarcastic. I'm sorry. It's just the way I talk. Fuck. Look, I just think it's funny that somehow Byron, you've been blocked, and you're on a host on a show that was pretty much invented just for the purpose of telling this one particular guy how cool the stuff that he writes is that we like. I mean, the entire podcast was kind of based on that. I joined this show to shit on the show. I, what is this fucking twit? Well, Jesus. You think I'll still be allowed in the temple? No. No. I'm already already banned. I just didn't tell you guys that. I shouldn't have sent Meltzer all those spoilers. Oops. They, they should let me in the temple. I, where DJ do I might let them? you back, but Josie's not going to let you back. Why? Me? I don't know, because she had a kid, and she's going to think that you're going to scare the baby with that face. Oh! Baby. Congratulations, I'm, Josie. I'm cool with all the crew there. They're all good people, and I, I've probably worked what with... They fucking you pay know, you. Look, we got to talk about that crew's other show tonight, too, The Contender. So let's get through this. Oh, this tri- it's triple A. Come on. This show, fucking A, man. Like, even with the English commentary, dope as fuck. First of all, yes. Yeah, so Casey is giving this a thumbs up, a triple A show. Oh, dude. I Full full wood during the Lucha Extrema, bro. Come on. Me, Floaf, yes or no? Good show. <laughs> Well, Meef. <laughs> uh, well, are you? Are you? Right. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just old dirty sock your phantasma <laughs> mask with your penis? What happened there? Mm. Well, no one will be able to get it off his head this that way. This is this is the the very first phantasma mask I ever bought. Go Lakers. Well, uh, I, I thought it was a bit more like a uh, '80s heavy metal. Yeah, it looks like um, 
actually like that show Roller Games. It was like a roller derby. They had a team called the Rockers. That's very close to their gear. Not to be confused with Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty or the great team of Leaf Cassidy and Marty Jannetty, the new Rockers, who never really got the respect they deserved, in my opinion. Oh, um, my God. Uh, I really think, come on, Leaf Cassidy, bro. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, you know, Leaf Cassidy was the next Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was. That's why he, he really was the next Shawn Michaels. I have a question for you, Meef. Uh, you, you have that mannequin in the back that you've had these plans for, and you basically have not you haven't outfitted him in a, in a Phantasma costume. You took so long, he doesn't have his mask anymore. So now, what's the point? <laughs> There's no point. Well, that, 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 that's going to actually be the Fennec one now. <laughs> I don't know. He's um, because, well, You're so just going to bandwagon and jump on the I Phoenix made, bandwagon? I made, I made Meef's a big fan of kicking old ladies in the face so that their wigs fly off. Well, no, so we're gonna start. Are we gonna start the the first match or the last match? First match. Let's go. First. All right. So we're gonna go all the way back to eight hundred year old freelance Astrolux Dragon Bane. Okay. I, I don't have a lot to say about this match except other than like freelance is my age and shouldn't be wrestling anymore because he's so fucking old. You know, I was so surprised because I'm like, holy shit. I remember seeing his fucking name and results in like 2001 or something. And uh, Jurassic Boy, I knew who he was too. So I'm like, hey, hey, a couple guys I recognize in this one. And then a bunch of people I fucking don't. That one uh, fucking Dragon Bane looked like he made Oh my God. I have written on Sharpie my name on a t-shirt and had it look better than whatever Dragon Bane wore to the ring. You got to get him one of those bootleg where his t-shirts is three times is too small that you made and get him wearing that instead. Uh, we will sponsor Dragon Bane. We will send him MMM show t-shirts to wear instead. Um, just tell him to go see Hoovy in the locker room and there's a shirt waiting for him. Uh, I'm sure there is. And, uh, sure. I'm wearing a mad shirt, by the way. I, it, it has happened. I'm wearing a mad shirt. That looks nothing. Jeff Jones. Newman, dude, nothing like Alfred Newman at all. He doesn't even have like the gap in his teeth and shit. But, um, dude, okay, so this first match had some good dives, it was impressive. Freelance's team won, which is cool. I'm surprised they have Freelance's freelance. It's like I know people know who he is and shit, but like he has a shitty look, he has a shitty name, and he's a great wrestler. He's begging to have a new gimmick put on him. Why not put that on him in the tournament and pretend he's a young guy? Like, how do you yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't this match was trying to be as great as some of those recent openers. I didn't quite feel it. I mean, I think they showed out and they did a little bit of something. Maybe it was how big the arena was, but it didn't feel as good as some of the the opening matches that they've done recently. No, and it's like when your whole card is built on pretty much cruiserweight clusterfuck multi-men matches. Yeah, the, really stand out. You know, and who's Drastic Boy? I don't think I've ever seen him before. He's done a lot of shit in the indies. I want to say maybe he's from DTU or something. You know, like the hardcore group. He was a new one. I don't want to waste too much time on it. It was an interesting match. Uh, congrats, Freelance. Take your old ass uh, to Denny's tomorrow and have a good breakfast. Um, I was very surprised that this next match was still on the, the prelims, if you could call it that. Um, yeah. Sammy Guevara. Defeats Australian Suicide, uh, ACH, Shane Strickland for the AAA World Cruiserweight Championship. 
Uh, highlight of this was um, was Vampiro telling ACH to get the fuck out of there because he's fucking everything up with the uh, table. And, uh, it was amazing. Mike, and, and every time something went wrong on Mike and Vamp was cussing someone out, it was on Mike. It was like watching Shawn Michaels circa 1995. But uh, The meltdown was exquisite. I mean, are you telling me that Vampiro doesn't drink or anything right now? Like, really? He, said he was using weed gum in the second match and you can hear it kick in because they seem to get way more giggly after that yes uh, i mean he was super aggro then he turned super silly and then he, i it was everything vampiro did on the mic last night was like these are the things that make me upset that lucha underground is a tape show because i know you can, I know. I you can never let that go oh no this it was it was raw Raw was how you said it on Twitter, and that, yeah, that shit was raw, and I loved it. Uh, he said a lot of shit he shouldn't have said. Let's 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 throw some of the the homophobia accusations out there immediately off the bat. That was kind <laughs> of up. It's 2018, and almost 2019. But you know what? Shit shit happens. Can you get away with it in Spanish? I don't know. We uh, <laughs> tried later. I mean, yeah, he talked about a lot of rainbow huggers, let's just say. <laughs> yeah, and but it happened in Spanish too, and that was all Conan. But uh yeah, yeah so this uh this second match was great. I still want to go on the record and say I think Australian Suicide looks like a total chode now and not just because he's dresses like Billy Joe Armstrong. How does how does Aussie Suicide get over, man? I mean, the oh, guy's been around for a while. Shittier look than his old look. What the I fuck? I don't know. I don't know, man. It's like it's like they got the same makeover people that made the Black family look like shit and now they use it on him. He's the guy that when he comes out in the throwback jersey, you're like, yeah, we prefer the new version of the team. Like, there's no nostalgia. I don't know. Something about it is weird. And I, I it, he's a good wrestler. Great. He's always been a really, really good wrestler. I know he's a smaller guy, Paul. I know. But at the same time, I've always liked him. Uh, I go back to that feud with Pentagon, and I, I mean – Given a lot of it is Pentagon that just cracks me up, but you got to have a foil on the other side. You got to have something to look like the bitch in every single encounter. Oh God, that scene where Pentagon punks Australian suicide in the street is my favorite thing ever. It's I mean, my second favorite. My favorite. I need to find the video is actually the time that um, the psycho circus kidnaps Quihe and puts oh. him in a bag and beats the shit out of him. That's my <laughs> Lucha That's thing up ever. there. I still yeah. like the thing in the street too because it looks like a shoot, even though it's totally a work. And and Quihe is like yelling, "Are you to me? Are you to me?" <laughs> oh, so good. Good stuff. Good stuff, guys. Look that up on YouTube if you haven't seen it. It's out there and it's totally I'll, worth watching. I'll try to find it sometime this week and tweet it out to everyone. Um, it was, you know, I think I put a piece of it in the um the uh, Casey's top ten luchadors, which Kleinrock never ran, but he got married, and ever since then we haven't run anything on their site. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So apparently, someone's shutting us down. Yeah, we'll see. Byron, we can't hear you if you're talking. I can't hear me. Your microphone died or something. I don't know. You sound like shit again. Guy needs to buy some real ass batteries. What the fuck? Um. Anyway, yeah. So, eight hundred year old freelance wins. Then Sammy G oh, no. wins. Sammy G wins, and then Cross comes out and decapitates him. And now his name is Sammy Pest Dispenser. I saw a piece of candy fly out. It was great. 
And, um, you know, if he was a Pez dispenser, he'd probably have, like, those shitty new raspberry ones. <laughs> like, they kind of suck because he wears a lot of pink, you know. But, uh, you it, know, everybody in the X Division has got to be kind of scared when they see Cross come out and destroy a cruiserweight champion in Mexico. Yeah, yeah, because you know what? In Mexico, the cruiserweight championships are usually the ones that matter. Not in AAA right, right. now, but maybe Sammy will bring it to that new level. I hope. I really hope he does, and I almost worry that they're since they're putting it on a, a an American, that uh, it's probably still not going to get the the push that it deserves. But and I was a little. I mean, it was on a prelim, you know, as well. So, but I like Sammy G. I think he's a very really good choice. What were you saying, Beef? He's like the Justin Bieber. He's like the Justin Bieber of the cruiserweight division. Why? Well, just because he's the, a pretty boy? Ladies love him. That's and what Hero called yeah. him. Underground. Um, what was the match after that? The 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 hamburger match. Oh. I like to call it. Well, we got to talk about how they paid Cross and threw him in just to give a guy a t-shirt. Hamburger. Well, yeah. Oh yeah. So he he converts. He he brings in Aussie Suicide finally. Australian Suicide. Which That's is kind a, of bullshit because he didn't put the shirt on, but he came out with them later and he was cool and he was in mad. It's like put on the fucking shirt in front of everyone, Billy Joe Armstrong. Fuck. Yeah, the way that the way they played it at the end was weird. Like he should have like high fived cross or or seemed a little more welcomed into the family if they weren't gonna swerve it. But maybe that's good. Maybe, maybe they're learning. Maybe Conan even told him, like, hey, play this like it's gonna be a swerve, and then it's not gonna be a swerve, so that when we do a real swerve later, people aren't looking for it and then strickland said what is someone calling me and they're like no not you swerve we're talking about swerve swerve we're talking about real swerve swerves and i love like what was the whole like i wonder why they call him swerve promo thing that was i, I don't know what swerve means and it's like uh, no i think i think you should know what swerve means it's probably how you drive and uh yeah <laughs> yeah it's fucking amazing oh man but yeah that next match Okay, when uh, when Nino Nino Hamburguesa, I'm really bad at pronouncing his name. And Hamburguesa, when they um when they fucking uh came out, I texted my friend Zach and I said, "Hey, dude, you guys remember Zach? He's on the show before." Yeah. Uh, fucking, this is your new favorite tag team. If they did not disappoint, they did not disappoint. Uh, what, mommy and uh, big mommy and, and Nino Hamburguesa? They busted out the dives, man. <laughs> I know it was it was it was something to see like it was perfectly timed it was it, it's supposed to be a cooler match but it was still hot you know um Man, I I am sad that Vikingo and uh La Hydra didn't win because that was the team I was pulling for I think that's the team we were all pulling oh, for. oh Meef was pulling oh, for that team oh, wow. Jesus Christ I didn't know you were such a fan of Vikingo's sword Speaking of yeah. the sword, you should have used the sword and cut some bacon off of fucking Nino Hamburguesa's back, and then maybe we'd have some new mixed tag champions right now. Oh. Did you see that? Did you see that splash? Oh. Did he not, he, I thought he was gonna die when he oh. got splashed. That looked bad. I was like, oh my god! I felt like my own ribs dislocated. <laughs> and then, and then Stryker made a joke about you know the fucking uh, <laughs> the Mexican earthquake. And then he said not to make light of it. And then Vampiro's like, well, stop fucking talking about it. No one will give you shit. That was Vampiro's point. And I agree. 
I agree with what that girl was trying to say there. Well, it's, it's hilarious because it's the one time ever in history where Vampiro is trying to tell Stryker to be more politically correct. He's it's like, amazing. Don't draw attention to it. No one will notice. No, um, it, it's funny uh, that, you know, he had the perfect opportunity to say the same earthquake that created Mil Muertes and he didn't. And I mean, oh. but you know what? That's uh, called Mendoza. It, it's kind of cool because this match, it was, uh, you know, the, the the thing that was missing on this card was the old AAA rules match where it's a man, a woman, an exotico, and a mini fighting a team of a man, a woman, an exotico, and a mini. Those were my favorite matches. Like, watch this shit. You will see a transsexual kick the shit out of a midget, and it'll be <laughs> And uh, I'm sorry, little person, but fucking amazing and it, i mean we got a little bit of that at wrestlemania 10 because sean was like laying those kicks in on dink and it was fucking hilarious but this is like a whole mash structured around that kind of shit and i love it but we didn't really get that we just got mixed tags and um dynastia uh getting to be a normal size man in this match yeah <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing was was very interesting, super fun. Um, it was a good match. A lot fun. Of looking like yeah. die. Uh, Vanilla. Basically, I thought she broke her neck two seconds into the match. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Screaming for the doctor to come out, and then she got in and kept working. And I'm like, ooh, if she That's took a good idea. Bump on the outside doing a dive. Uh, she needs to stop doing dives because this has happened before, and she's only had like two matches there. All right, so Casey, you got to explain the rules of this next match to me. So this is a number one contender ladder match contract, something or other, with Andrew Everett and DJZ versus Golden Magic and Laredo Kid and Aerostar and Drago and Bandito and Nightclaw. No, not Nightclaw. Flamita. I mean, fl flamite, 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 Flamingo. Oh, not, not Flamita, Octagon Jr., no, Octagoncito. Octagon Jr. Flamita. Oh, no. Um, okay. <laughs> One, the only rules are grab the fucking briefcase. That's all you gotta do. But the briefcase is up so high that you have to be fucking murder clowns height to get it off the goddamn ladder. And then we then we're just gonna give you like ten tiny ass ladders and one big one. Uh and then uh, half the match was set up around a spot with like a ladder draped across the ropes that they kind of put in the wrong place. And Where they do they find these ladders though? Because they were bending up like silly putty. They were amazingly gimmicked, and I don't even understand how. Honestly, though, like it's just a shitty Mexican ladder. But is that really what it is? Is like the water make a worse ladder? How does that? I don't get it. How are those ladders just going? Bloom? It sickens me that AAA even does ladder matches after Charlie Manson almost died in one, but they've done a million of them since then. Uh, and it was one of the most horrible things I've ever seen in my life in a wrestling match. But uh, yeah, this uh, this was this was decent. I mean, they were trying to have the WWE style Money in the Bank match for real. Arrow started the running of the like four different ladders, and then the announcers totally no sold it and kind of killed the spot. Uh, the English announcers, but if you were listening to Stryker's microphone, you could hear Hugo Savinovich over there on the other side getting super hyped about it. You gotta remember, Hugo comes from 
the WWE Spanish announce team for like 50 fucking years. So he knows how to hype some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I love that Stryker was sitting right next to him, though. So I felt like I was getting both broadcasts because I couldn't, you know, I have no idea what Hugo's saying anyway because I don't speak enough Spanish. But just hearing him coming through Stryker's mic was awesome because then you knew like exciting things were happening even when Stryker and Vamp were no selling them. Yeah, because they were watching different shit that was happening. But man, this was this was a fun match. I mean, the right team won. I think Drago. Did they? Or I mean, are they gonna let Bandito and Flamita do anything with it, or is their briefcase gonna be lost in the Bermuda Triangle of briefcases next to crosses? It's funny because Cubs fan says they're not fucking. Uh, you know, Lucha Blog says that they're not fucking booked for the next like three TV tapings. That's what I'm saying. So what was the point of that? And also, uh, Lucha Blog said the same thing that I kind of thought watching. It looks like Drock worked worse in this match. I feel like this is this is a Conan. Mike, Mike. This is Conan put. Uh, you're there, but you're still a little quiet, Byron. Conan put the belt on one of his boys again, or the 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 title challenge on one of his boys, and he's gonna force everyone's hand into giving them the match that he wants them to have. And I hope I hope it actually goes off. Who knows? I hope it does. These, these guys are like my favorite team out there as far as who they could get the shots to. Um, be, unless it was Jack and Teddy, because I would I be. I'll be seeing them in a few weeks. Jack are and, you going to see Jack and Teddy in a few weeks or Bandito and Flamita? Flamita. Oh, they, nice. They're mm-hmm. in the, the Manchester. And they're with, well, with Jushin Thunder Liger. Tell oh. him not to jump off the office if he wants to get used again. Oh, uh, that's not why. <laughs> please, please tell him that I miss Nightclaw. Just please tell him that. Mm-hmm. I think jumping off the office is just the, the curse for getting ousted from Lucha Underground. Not that that's why it happens, but everyone who does it just goes away. That's true. Okay. I'm so- happy to see Flamita get a run in AAA, though. So Nightclaw did it, went away. Io Shirai went away. Puma went away. You know what? Mundo did it. Helico. Helico. Helico's gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mundo did it, and he just jumped from there into the ring like it was nothing, and he stayed. True. Oh, but no. True. So he's he's breaking the mold. Okay, so it's not a complete curse. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about the next match. So anyway, congratulations to Bandito and Flamita. Let's see what they do with them. I think it was good booking. I just don't, you know, I don't know what the backstage structure of AAA is right now. Are they really doing this thing, like they said on the broadcast, of, of being a, a company that's open to different people coming in and out? If they're smart, they are, because it means they don't have the same kind of overhead. And I got to mm-hmm. say, Laredo kids looking beefy as fuck. What the fuck happened? Well, uh, I, I think I know what happened. but uh, Yeah, I think, I think mm. you know exactly what the fuck happened. Um, so what was the, the match after this? The Pimpy? Was it the Pimpy match? I think so, yeah. Pimpinella Escalada. Um, yeah, the son, six- of, son of L.A. Park, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, we had... Puma King, Taurus. Yeah, uh, mm. which was funny because before the match, they said that it was, uh, it was Taurus and... Uh, was it the son of Parco with Taurus? Yeah. Okay, and fucking uh, a surprise luchador who they had already announced was Puma King. And I'm like, wait, is Puma King not there? And then it was still Puma King. It was still Puma King. What a surprise. The guy who you said was going to be there, surprisingly, was there. Maybe that is a surprise in AAA. It is, yeah. (laughs) It kind of is. 
You like, surprise! Remember. We actually gave you the card that we said we were going to give you. Remember, guys, I have a dumb Del question. Rio was in this before. Oh, we hear you, Byron. Is there, is there Puma King a CMML guy? CMLO? He Not he left. Yeah, he left. He left. He's a, he's Everyone's, like, leaving and coming back or leaving and going somewhere else. Well, Dude, it's the Wild Wild King West. Left, it's hard I mean, to keep track. Phoenix is in CMLL, too, and now he's the Mega Campion. No, or isn't, now. like, King... King Felix, he has to change it up a little bit. <laughs> oh, man. It's pretty funny because uh, Puma King, uh, despite looking like fucking Rum Tum Tugger, he's a great <laughs> I hate his look, but I love yeah. fucking ring work. So. Well, I feel that way about Andrew Everett, who you don't like, who we'll talk about soon. No, I didn't say oh, he was. He's awesome, but he looks like... Um, he looks like... Uh, fucking, he doesn't look as name? shitty as Zack Sabre Jr., no, no, no. Sabres Jr. looks better. Like, um, he, looks he looks like, like David uh, Finley. I think he does look like David Finley, and both of them look like if Chris Hero let himself go a little less. You know? But, yeah, but how about his Rana um, onto a guy standing on top of a ladder outside the ring? That was fucking dope. That was great. That was five matches ago from the match we were talking about right now. Uh, yeah, but... I'm yeah, so what are we talking show. about now? Oh, the Pimpy match. Yeah, yeah that was a good match. Got, uh, Poder del Norte keeping their winning streak alive. And uh, eventually we'll see them interfere in a match for no reason. And it makes no sense. How about, yeah, that was and dumb. And that's so wait, that was, was, this the, was this the worst match on the card though? With the, all these weird uh, trees? It might've been, know. but I, I would also maybe vote for the OGT versus elite match because that sucked. Interesting. What was interesting about this match was that there were a lot of guys in um, thong type outfits, and Vampiro was visibly or audibly distracted by that. Yeah, and what's great is I gotta say, man, Mamba Mamba's tuck game is on point. Mamba was wearing a thong, right? So either Mamba Mamba either has a very narrow penis. You guys notice more things about <clears throat> penis than I notice about breasts in any day of the week. Sorry, sorry, sorry that we're wrestling fans, Justin. Sorry. Yeah, 80% of being yeah. a wrestling fan is looking at the space between the butthole and the dick. 100%. And if it's if it's DDT that you're watching, maybe 90%. 90%. Yeah. Once we get to Fabio Pachi. How did I get myself into this? <laughs> I don't know, dude. This podcast was your idea. <laughs> How did somebody you just, please play says We didn't invent wrestling. This was at the time in the show last night, by the way, where I I was taking orders for these shirts. Thanks to fucking Lucha <laughs> yeah. Son of a bitch. If you don't know the story yet, um there was there was talk um, a long time ago. I've been a fan of Mad since uh, since they debuted, and I was just like, "Oh, well, how can I get a shirt?" And um, you know, Cross told me like, "Oh, yeah, who who has the shirts? You can get a shirt through Hoovy." And then you know, they even said it on on Conan's show or whatnot, and like, "Yeah, if you want a shirt, hook up with Hoovy, and Hoovy's got a website and everything." And after I figured out how to actually spell the name of his website, I go to his website, I contact Hoovy. Um, I'm trying to figure out the shirts. I think I ordered the first one through the website, but it was wrong because it didn't do the conversion or the U.S. shipping. So it was like, it oh, 
shirt size did it. It did. So it did. <laughs> that was like, what? What the fuck? But I paid twenty five dollars through PayPal for that first shirt. I didn't care. I was like, oh, whatever. So Hoovy sends me an email. Hoovy sends me an email. Not somebody that works for Hoovy. Not somebody who works at some website. Hoovy sends me an email. Mm -hmm. I go back and forth with Hoovy, and Hoovy's like, no, 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 brother, no. Look, look. You send me thirty seven dollars. That'll cover your shipping to the states and everything. I'll send you a shirt. Send me the address, blah, blah, blah. PayPal me the money, get you a shirt. I'm like, okay, we know Kev and we know whatever. So I'm like, I can trust Hoovy, right? I can trust Hoovy. It's Hoovy. He's got the juice. I'll get a shirt. And then Juicy I baby. send Hoovy the email. He clarifies it two or three times. And then I didn't get to my messages one day because we were doing the podcast on a Saturday morning. And I knew Hoovy was going to ship the shirt this day because he wasn't wrestling and blah, blah, blah. He was back at his house. He had the he had all the shirts. Hoovy's going to ship me the sh ship me the shirt. And then Hoovy emails me. He's like, OK, brother. OK, I shipped you the shirt to this address, right? Racist. <laughs> and it's the it's some guy in Connecticut to this address. And it's some guy in Connecticut. I respond to him. I respond to Hoovy, no, that is not my address. My address is this. If you sent a shirt there, I will not get it. Hey, pal, thanks for the shirt. So there, and also, uh, it was to a different name. And different name! Yeah. Your, your uh, first of all, okay, you emailed Hoovy, dumb move. You should have emailed Gooby, and he would have got your shit. That's all I'm saying. Goobintude would have got you that shit. And, you know... Uh, it's so needless all to say, you have the shirt. How'd you get it? Needless to say, Jeff Jarrett heard this Basura! story. Basura! <laughs> Jeff Jarrett heard this story from me and about 600 other people. And uh, Jeff was like, uh, Hoovy, bro, can I just do a pro wrestling tease store for this shirt? Because I'll give you some of the money, whatever. But uh, that is the best Jeff Jarrett impression I have <laughs> ever heard in my life. I, it more went, all right, Slappy. No, he's I'm selling uh, the shirts now. <laughs> he's like, hey, hey, Juvie, can I sell the T-shirts? I'll give you a cut, but it's the same cut my daddy used to give people back in Memphis, so it's $1. You know you can stare at that check all you want. It ain't going to get bigger, Justin. <laughs> then he smashed a guitar on Hoovy for me and started selling them on Pro Wrestling Tees. So I have now spent, I don't know, like $75 for this one shirt. Well, it's a pretty nice shirt, Justin. It's almost as nice as this one here. Oh, I don't have a mad shirt. I'm just jealous. Oh, me, Meef's, Meef's showing us some pink. What do you got there? I'm just I have a mad shirt. Chavo Guerrero shirt. It says Chavo Guerrero. And it says blocked Byron. Byron, is there anyone left connected with Lucha Underground that has not blocked you? Um, yeah, I no. think yeah, Stoneman has not blocked you. Cortez Castro. Woo! <laughs> uh, every everyone's favorite wrestler <laughs> has not blocked Byron. Has not has not stopped oiling himself since season three, and um, 
Is it wrong to think that everyone who's been killed on Lucha Underground might come back except Cortez Castro? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He seems pretty all about the show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They should bring him back. And I think that they should if bring he comes back before Vinny Massaro, I'm going to be salty. Yeah. Yeah, because you know what? Vinny will do our show whenever he feels like it. He's He's got you know what? No, 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 Cortez, uh, uh, he's, he said he would do the show. He said he would do the show. And then he didn't do the show. Oh, see, that's right. But then did he didn't. The Something came up. By Vinny. Which is fine. That's all used a Vinny Bissau rig. Oh. I want to see. That's someone yeah, I want to see. You blitzed. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Alicia Atut, whatever her name is, who works at Impact, the interview lady. She, uh, some wrestling company interviewed a guy who was telling them how big Impact is in Italy. And he came out dressed like Vinny Massaro. That's uh, messed up. You know, you know. First, first, I there's all these fake fucking pandas everywhere. Like the fucking yeah. real podcast. I see you, Mil Machetes, you fake ass panda. Not, He's not the pandas have anything to do with Vinny Massaro at all. Yeah, no, but his he he books for a panda. Does. And so when you take away the pandas booking, you take away the cut that Vinny gets. Wait, so Byron, you're missing the point of you're missing the point of the Hoovy shirt story. I have a shirt. So what I'm trying to say is that I hope should we take off shirts? I hope that there's a mad wolf pack at some point in time and cross goes to the new side and beats the holy hell out of Hoovy for me. When Mad disintegrates into two warring factions, dude, they got to be called pissed. Even even though it means drunk to me, they still got to they got to be called pissed because you know how like Jeff, you know Jeff Jarrett, his thing used to be "Don't piss me off," and then the action figure said "Don't piss star 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 me off." Oh, so yeah, so mad. That'd be oh, fun. No. And there was an action figure that his guitar said "Don't make me mad" on it. What the fuck? <laughs> but they already sell multiple colored. Um, Mad shirts. Okay, so do you don't think even have sleeves? Yeah, the new the new mad shirt is dope, and I'm not even gonna try to get one because it's not on Jeff Jarrett's fucking store yet on Pro Wrestling Tees. So I'm just no, gonna just wait. Send. I'm gonna have to charge you extra to cut the sleeves off, Justin, because Juvie doesn't know how to use the scissors. I had to employ my friend Sid, who won't do your fucking podcast. <laughs> We'll call Sid Udy. We'll see what's up. Look, so the moral of the story, though, is I'm not going to challenge Hoovy to any type of fight or try to prove my manhood by beating him up. I believe that Hooventude is a slightly tougher individual than me, though I still uh, issue an open challenge to Zack Sabre Jr. for a street fight at any point in time mm-hmm. who would like one because I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure my grandmother could beat his ass. Um, but Hoovy, I'm not going to do that with. I'm just going to sincerely say that Hoovy... If and when I see you next, could you pretty, pretty please give me the shirt off of your back? He said, hey, hey, brother, uh, I sent your shirt to Connecticut uh, to Vince McMahon. Uh, that is spelled B I N C. Vince. Fucking amazing. All right. We're I, going, thought, uh, I thought it was interesting. 
I thought it was interesting in the match that um, moving to just threw a Hoovy driver on someone and Vampiro called the Hoovy driver um, because back when Vampiro was signed by WCW. What is the Byron stop talking? Byron got muted somehow. Hold yeah, on. someone muted me. <laughs> so when Vampiro was signed by WCW, um, he was one of those guys that get signed and then they don't do anything with them. Like they'll sign the whole Kogan of Mexico and then not use them for like six months. And then he finally um, got to, he was doing a roll up as it's finished because he couldn't do the nail in the coffin, the Vampiro spike because Hoovy was doing the Hoovy driver. And then he started doing Vampiro started doing the Vampiro spike and Hoovy uh, do like a little fit. Apparently the dirt. Have you ever recorded. seen Charlie Brown? Like when the adults are talking and it just that thing that just happened to me. I just thought you guys might find it interesting that that's totally just happened to me. Hey, Justin, do that uh -huh. again. Do that again. No, um, <laughs> that's horrible. Talk about triple A. What's wrong with you? I don't even know what he just said. Did you was it somebody in the chat room? Tell no, me what Barry just he, said. Heroes here was a nail in the coffin and it was also a Michinoku driver number. Wait. Did we talk about the yeah. Averno Chessman Superfly right. versus Mad oh, uh, match yet? No, God damn it. Oh. The match that Cross oh, wasn't oh, even oh, in, oh, and somehow Jack and Teddy oh, and Hoovy lose this match. Oh, okay. Best part? Two. Well, there's two best parts. The, the, three. Three. Okay. Highlights of this match for me. And you gentlemen, feel free to share yours. One is Teddy Hart getting whipped and then rolling back in the ring and looking legit pissed off that he got whipped and that it really fucking hurt. And, like, he was pissed. So, uh, and it's the whole point of the fucking match. Uh, second highlight is uh, Poder Del Norte running in and then, like, nothing happening and then the match ending. And I think the timing was off there because of the two highlights. No, they ran in and then the team, they jumped after they got jumped, the team won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OGT won. And it wasn't even like, oh, we fucked up and accidentally hit the guys we were trying to hurt. No, it just happened. And then uh, what also happened, the true highlight, is Jack Evans beat the fucking shit out of Chessman for real. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, no, maybe body this slam. was the thing that, that Vampiro had told Krista Joseph to run in the back and, and write again. <laughs> Maybe DJ wrote Jack losing just because. Oh, um, no, just man a hard body slam. Down. Like Jack bounced and then grabbed his ankle, took him down, and then front face locked him and kneed him in the face till someone jumped in. Yeah, and and they put it on the replay, which is even more amazing. It was but, great. Uh, if you watch the match, I noticed early on. I was thinking, man, Chessman's not selling any of Jack shit, and he's being a fucking asshole. And for you to not. For you to notice someone no selling and fucking lucha, they got to be no selling a lot. Yeah, and, you know, and I'm like, what the fuck? Sell Jack shit. Jack is because uh, yeah, Jack is one of my favorite wrestlers. It's no mystery to anyone. Jack Evans is great. He's the inventor of modern lucha libre. He is uh, he, he the star destroyer, the dragon slayer, the great Jack Evans from he, the heavens, king from, of the whiteboard. King of the whiteboard, king creator of the fucking 640, eat shit, Ricochet. That's for you, Ricochet. Well, the, the look. interesting thing that happened 
was they were the, uh, the lumberjacks. The lumberjacks. So you had La Hydra and Villano. Yeah. On one side, yeah. and when someone would come out, they start whipping Vanilla and La Hydra and Viano were all attacking. Like Viano and La Hydra were getting into a fight with Vanilla. And it's quite obvious that there was like legit throwing shit and um, having to be dragged apart. And it's quite like, ooh. Hy- Hydra was interesting. Hydra would fuck her up, dude. You yeah. you are the daughter of Tangre Chicana if you can't fucking kill somebody with your bare hands. So there we go. Well, look, there was a little bit less real heat this year than last year, but there was still plenty there. Oh, God. It was great. It was great because you know what? Everyone. Like, I used to be a huge Chessman fan, and then I heard he's a complete asshole, and he smells bad. And uh, there's something that I hate in wrestling. It's people that fucking smell bad. And that's fans. That's wrestlers. Fuck. Fuck. Smelly fan. <laughs> it's just good etiquette to use fucking deodorant. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, Casey, I agree with you, but you and I both know that there's going to be a certain few individuals, especially here in Southern California, where it's hot, that go to every show, and some of them are larger, um, oh, no. that are going to sweat through their clothes at the wrestling show that they go to on Wednesday night. And by the time you're at a wrestling show with them on Sunday night, are still going to smell like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night all combined. I'm aware. Look, man, I'm a, I'm a comic book fan, too. I've been to comic cons. Those smell pretty bad. You know who doesn't smell bad? Horror fans. Look at the shit behind me. I smell delicious. Son. I got my fucking vampire blood candle going. I got, dude, it, it smells so good. It smells it smells like plums. Oh, it's so delicious. Look at that. Look, look at that handsome vampire right there. That's my spirit animal, son. Look at look, it. needs a little more here, but you know what I mean? So and, what was the cross tweet? I, I read the, the tweet. This is the one where he was talking about how he didn't get used, but he's still undefeated and whatnot. Yeah, you know, and I understand, Sorry. but if someone's going to pay me just to hand someone a shirt, Hey, it's cool. I didn't have to take any bumps. You know what I'm saying? He's more into the art. He's more into the exposure. He's more into getting his name out there. I understand that. And maybe I'm just a filthy whore, but yeah, it's payday. I don't know, man. At least you want to lose. Like, that's good, right? Like, they didn't job him to somebody. I would say this. I would say this. Big Kev, if you're listening, Mr. Mr. Killer Cross. Oh, open invitation to come on here and talk about it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, if you want to come on and talk about it, I honestly think, though, that used or not used like if you think about wrestlemania how many people just get squashed into uh, i'm not i shouldn't use the word squash but just like you know sandwiched into something just so that they're on the card they still they still made sure to bring you down they still gave you some camera time they gave you some moments and those moments were great you know given look it was mostly more about facials than actual ring time and whatever but i would use that as um a catalyst to try to start a bigger conversation about how you should get used moving forward. WrestleMania, you're going to have to get some facials. Yeah. Wow. Um, but, dude, see, the thing with WrestleMania is then you get sweet if they don't cut your match off the fucking DVD and Blu-ray release, which they do to people now. and it's All sucks. the time, yeah. Well, because it's a 17-hour show, just like last yeah. night was. You get fucking residuals from it. There's nothing like that here, you know? And In fact... Shit, I don't even know what people get paid in AAA. It's none of my business. But, you know, I wish Cross did more, yeah. 
I wish that he pulled. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to stop you because Zeus just said the best thing ever, which is Magic the Gathering players all smell like hot garbage and Cheetos. And I'm I'm fucking dying. It's it's some of the fighting game community smells like balls and corn nuts. So uh, yeah, every every LARPer that I know loves Magic the Gathering, and that should tell you something right there. Okay, okay, um, please finish your thought now. I'm sorry. Hey, I had to interrupt. No, Justin, I'm just curious. Is this like a group you get together with or what's going on? I, you know, I thought that, you know, maybe there'd be, I don't know, some something to the whole LARPing experience. Are but, you a uh, elf, Justin? No, not anymore. Not anymore. He's a lusty mate. Man, oh, there may there may have been a time over at the park here in Reseda where I did some live action role playing in a Babylon Five scenario. <laughs> um, <laughs> it could have it could have happened. I'm just saying it'll never happen again. Wow, I had him pegged for a vampire the masquerade, <laughs> but yeah. They, Oh, uh, okay. We're 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 fucking nerds. God damn! That we even knew what Babylon Five was. Fuck. Uh, but <laughs> come on, Jay Michael Straczynski. He's a fabulous writer. I mean, he only yeah, stole ninety percent of that from Lord of the Rings. You know what, Justin? I got some. Harry Boldy. I got some Spider-Man books. If you want to talk about how great a fucking writer that guy is, but uh, no, he usually is just not Spider-Man. Never write Spider-Man again, please. Uh, but. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see Cross maybe, you know, win Phantasma's Mask himself because it would make for a great podcast. But Well, yes, I, I don't disagree. Look, I just, I just think- said that because uh, Meat's face was full screen on my computer and I thought it was awesome, the reaction that I got. But uh, then you wouldn't want to bring him into the UK, Me, Fuck. Let's just that say was. it, it wasn't the best use of Cross, but... He was at least used, and and hopefully they keep using him, and they keep bringing him down and giving. Dude, him imagine how dope he would have been in that Lucha Extrema match. Fuck, awesome. How I, many I have high hopes for next year? Out their eyes, you know, like shit. There wasn't enough popcorn in the building last night. Let's just put it that way. Um. So what's the the next match? Is that is the match, right? The the street fight. Wait, did we skip over the big fucking promo? Or did that not happen yet? When's the promo? The promo is uh, was that Phoenix Yeah, after the Mega Campion. Really? Shit. Okay. Yeah. So the street fight was next. I thought it, I thought Conan came out after the no. briefcase, and that's when. Yeah. Yeah, he came out maybe then with the Mad People, and then he um. And uh, then uh, a bunch he of shit. The vampire and vampire wouldn't walk in the ring until his music played, so it lasted for a really long time. Then his music played, and then he walked to the I, ring. I prepared. I prepared a reenactment. Of okay, the I would. Okay. I would like to participate in hearing this reenactment. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. I hope the chat's ready because this is going to be. There's going to be. Hold on, on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry, I just, I just figured that's what you would do, Casey. Oh, uh, I would, I would, I would, but I don't do that anymore. Um, just because I haven't been watching the show, I don't know what he said. Um, okay, so, so we got Conan here. What's up? He's like, Odale, arriba la raza. Peel my potatoes and toss my salad. 
And then uh, he looks at fucking um, Vampiro and he's like, Oye, Maraconcito, uh, which would is a very bad name to call someone and they would bleep that shit out if it was on TV. And he's like, Oye, Maraconcito, blah, 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 blah. Um, they Canada. So he also shit on him being Canadian, which I approve. And hey. They called him a rainbow hugger from the 51st state? That's messed oh. up. Oh, Puerto Rico is the 51st state. What the fuck? He's like, he's like, and then he's like, uh, the the filthy animals are bowdy bowdy and rowdy rowdy. Uh, okay, so so anyway, and then Vampiro, Vampiro's at the fucking announce desk and he's like, play my fucking music. Play my fucking music. I've had enough. I'm going to get in there. For the love of God, play my fucking music, brother. And then, then he gets up and he says, Blah, your puta madre, brother. Blah. And uh, so basically what happened is um, Conan called him gay a lot. And then like uh, Vampiro said, uh, he's like, oh, puta madre, blah, blah. So he basically said that his mom's a bitch. And then um, they set up a match that the loser has to leave AAA and leave Mexico forever. Okay. So, I believe that that person will be Conan. I believe that it will be Vampiro because he has repeatedly said that he would be retiring this year. And so is Conan, though. And Conan is only doing this limited run thing, and Conan has other places to be. That's the thing about mm. Vampiro. Vampiro doesn't have any place else to be. He's trying to open businesses in Mexico. I think he likes working down there. I don't have any place to be but the Krav Maga studio, brother, and the vegan restaurant, brother. But those are going to be in Mexico. Brother. The almond milking farm. The all, yeah, he likes to milk his almonds. We know that. How are they gonna wrestle a match? Whoa, 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 whoa! Who said anything about wrestling? It's a loser leaves AAA match, but that doesn't mean it has to involve any actual wrestling. I mean, Rolling Thunder, Nail in the Coffin, maybe the two wrestling moves you might see. Other than that, it is going to be a fucking brawl. And, and and not the kind of brawl where Disco Inferno has taught them how to punch. It's it's not even going to be stiff, I don't think. I think those two old men are going to go out there, hope their knees hold up, maybe smash a couple things on each other, maybe attempt a finishing move or two that they miss, and then uh, the rest is going to be all about what they shout at each other. Don't get me wrong. I'm completely looking forward to it. I will pay money for this match. I would pay sixty nine ninety five on pay-per-view for this match. For it to not, But I'm not expecting any form of wrestling whatsoever doesn't conan have like three new hips he does yeah one's in the front <laughs> i don't even know yeah, how that I works know, but i saw i saw this one match that they had um that was a really really big match and the whole match was like conan talking to the crowd while um was it teddy hart and um and uh so i i think it might be jack evans or it might be um someone else but basically two guys oh I, the thing is happening again the whoa, 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 thing i'm just where, where are you going with this byron where are you going 
they were supposed to have a match, but the whole thing was basically uh, Teddy Hart and someone else. Um, I think Davy Boy Smith Jr. just uh, beating up Vampiro instead. I agreed to call him Harry Boy Smith. Harry Boy Smith. Harry Boy Smith. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Casey, is this heat real? That's my question. Like, is this real heat at this point, or are these guys actually working together backstage now? Is this a rib? I don't care. I don't care, Justin. Just make it stop. You want it to stop? I like it. I'm having fun with it. it, it yeah, because you haven't had to sit through many of their comebacks. I, I have. I have. Well, I don't see. I don't care about the comeback or you know, the. Conan used to throw shoes at people. Because I remember Pepperidge Farm remembers. Get my shoe. Uh, uh, who throws a shoe? Seriously. Who throws a shoe? Uh, Perry Farrell said that once. He he doesn't even understand fashion. He threw a Birkenstock. It's my favorite Perry Farrell quote. I love that man. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, so they both the guys call each other mother loving rainbow humpers or something, and uh, loser leaves town. Um, I don't know. I think I, vamp. I think vamp this promo would be bleeped from Mexican television. By the way, it's going to be interesting to see how much of it they even fucking show. Yeah, that's true. They're just gonna just show video and have Hugo talk over it. Well, see, they do that because they have the Noticias AAA that they can just kind of <laughs> clip it and talk over it. Which, yeah, that's probably what they'll do. Because holy shit, if you thought Vampiro was saying some shit on commentary, this fucking promo, mm -hmm. Ice Manish sucks. But I understood all those words because yeah, they're, they're the important ones. To learn. Those are the ones that you learn in the street first. Mm -hmm. I, I know, I knew all of those words. And I was like, oh, you can't, you can't even say like, like Mexican gangsters don't even say some of these words anymore. These are like, like shit. Not you, say. <laughs> you said this in the temple, they would dub Johnny zero over your fucking chant is what I'm saying. Yeah. Phoenix and Pentagon don't even say these things to each other. These are, these are really bad things. Tejano do, doesn't say these things. I do got to kick forward to the next match then because it was my favorite match on the whole show. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. I, that can't be possible for one reason. First of all, murder clown. Pagano are in this match. Uh, La Mascara is in this match. The Scorpion King, as uh, Stryker kept calling him, is in this <laughs> match. Ray Scorpion. Teddy Hart's in this match. And no. those are all fine. Teddy, Teddy Hart's not in this match. No. No. No Teddy. Oh, you're right. No Teddy. But Joe Leader's in this match. Yeah, dude. It was Tejano is the person that you can with Teddy Hart because Tejano. they were so similar to one another. Okay. But Joe Leader's in this match, Casey, and you hate Joe Leader. But all he did was die. All well, you yeah, hate he did Joe great. Leader. I do, and all he's good for is dying. All right, so I know the answer to this, but you have to explain to these people how a match with Joe Leader can somehow be awesome for Casey. Oh, holy shit. Okay, you know how I love Wing? You know, this was a, a fucking Wing-style fucking bunkhouse death match is what they would call it there. And you know what you got? You got one side has fucking Tejano, the hoss that we, you know, as Lucha Underground fans, I feel like we've never seen him used to his full potential. But here, he was used to his full potential. And fucking Ray Scorpion, who I fucking love this guy. Like, this is the perfect match for him, right? And then uh, 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 we have La Mascara. This isn't his style of match. He's like a straight-up fucking luchador from CMLL. This is very unlike him to be in the match. And he took all the fucked up garbage spots. Like, mm. with a smile, he was getting, like, light tubes busted over his head. That was the best part. It was like some kind of ritual initiation going on that none of us knew about. And all of a sudden, he's getting beat with everything. Amazing. 
it's like Joe Leader don't like the guy. I think he sucks. Um, and uh, Murder Clown looking fucking awesome with his new look. Oh, I loved Murder Clown's mask. Yeah, and also he just he was yeah. awesome in general. Yeah. And, and he just got all the Power Man spots. And then we had Pagano, who my heart longs for. I love Pagano. He's great. Oh. I love the setup where he, Vampiro he, 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 like hugged him and said something to him, and Strikers uh, asked him what you said, and he goes, "I love you. Don't get hurt." Like you know, oh, he's going to get hurt. Yeah, especially when they do a fire spot and the fire's all fucking blue. That's not good. That is not <laughs> fire should be orange. That is no. <laughs> it was it was very reddish on the last couple spots, but that one was super blue. Oh, and man, uh, we got to see. Okay, so we got to see some light tubes getting busted open on a motherfucker. Oh, some, Ooh, all of uh, the Tejano spot. They put oh, it in his shirt. Yeah, they put it in his shirt and broke him. Which what you think he would have got fucked up more? But Ray Scorpion got fucked up the most. He had the piece out of his arm. Uh, oh. It oh. out of his arm. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like sexy Eddie status. But it was pretty bad. I love the flaming bull rope, by the way. I I don't think I've ever seen that before, and that was great. I was that was awesome. Flaming bull rope, Justin. God damn it! Uh, because that was the finish. Joe Leader lying on the mat like the little bitch that he is, and then Pagan, you know, fucking Pagano died with Ray Scorpion on the outside somewhere, right? And uh, I, I forget how Murder Clown got taken out, but I think he put La Mascara through a table that had already been broken and looked even more fucked up. And oh, wasn't there? A, he did a splash, but the table didn't break all the way. Was this the one? And he was trying to make the ref count? Yeah, yeah. He tried to he tried to do a pin on the table when the table wasn't broken all the way, so the guy wasn't even on the mat that he was pinning. And I think that was La Mascara that, that happened to. But anyway, Joe Leader's crawling around crying, trying to find his lost dignity. And then to <laughs> fucking gets his bull rope and he lights that shit on fire and he says, Castlevania, motherfucker. And then he looks at Joe Leader and he says, What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. And he whacks him with the fucking bull rope like Castlevania. And Joe Leader dies and fucking, it was amazing. And I loved it. And it, it's something, it warms my heart because Stihano, maniac killer. They, they they showed him the way that someone who is the son of someone who is a former wing tag team champion should be portrayed. And, you know, I hold wing. He's always been a tough son of a bitch. I just think that in the past, he hasn't really wanted to to put out for them like that. And uh, he did tonight. And all these guys did. It was amazing. No, nah, because you know what? He crossed the line. He's no longer a guy that wants to beat his opponent. He wanted to fucking kill his opponent with a flaming whip. A flaming whip, Justin. So if there was ever any question as to what type of match Casey really likes, I think it's been answered now. Because let me tell you something. There was a motherfucker in the opening match, Drastic Boy, who came out with the whip, and he never even cracked the whip, which is a good sign that he doesn't know how to crack a whip. And it's not hard. I know how to do that shit. I learned that shit when I was five years old watching Indiana Jones movies. But you know what? Maybe Drastic Boy never saw an Indiana Jones movie. It's okay. It's Did a, we know if everybody lived in that match? Was everyone okay? I mean, if Pagano got dropped on pretty hard there, and a couple of the guys... The, the losing team were, was getting carted off. Well, yeah, Pagano got stretchered out, and he gets stretchered out in, like, every match. Uh, but it was kind of... 
Pagano got hit with the skewers in the head, and they stayed in there for a really. Oh, that was I love the skewer spots. A lot of people were complaining about that on the Twitch feed last night, but man, oh. I love the skewer spots. He did a dive with the skewer still in him. So amazing. You know what? If you complain about skewer spots, don't listen to the show anymore. Complaining <laughs> <laughs> about it now, I'm gonna fucking ban you. All right, let's get to the let's get to the mega championship match because this was another moment that was uh, pretty incredible. Wait, did we already talk about Fabi? Oh, which one was first? Oh, that was a great Fabi. match. Fabi was yeah. first. Uh, okay. I don't have a lot to say about the actual match. I'm just going to say this: I'm not a huge fan of Fabi, but I appreciate what she did last night. You know what? Too little, too late. And I'm going to talk about a little bit of history here, and Meef knows where I'm going with this. All right, so Fabi had a fucking Apuestas match with this is with her own sister, right, Meef? That this happened? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't it? With yeah. Bandana, legendary. Yeah, okay, so she lost to her sister, and um, they cut some of her hair in the ring, kind of like they did here, but like trim, trim. And then they're like, she'll cut off the rest in the back, don't worry, right? And so. Next week on the TV taping, she comes out and she's wearing a bandana. So they're like, oh, shit, she's bald under that. Well, a few weeks later, she's wrestling a match. The bandana comes off during the match like it was Maricela Pena's wig. And fucking, she has a full head of hair under the bandana. Fraude! Fucking bullshit. You do not do that in a Puesta's match. Fucking bullshit. The worst thing ever. So this match... Me and Meef went in here pretty sure Lady Shawnee was going to lose her mask because Fabi already completely devalued her hair. But you know what? I think this is kind of a tribute to her dead father. It was, for sure. A lot of Apuesta's matches. And did you see the final shots after they shaved the rest of it? Yeah. Because they're out there, and she has the worst egg dome ever. Um, If you've seen Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom, she looks like Mola Ram. And uh, that's not a good head shape. Not a good head shape. Maybe she, the thing is, out uh, hearts, man. She should start ripping out hearts. If it was a little the, ch- the thing was as well. Ah uh, man, once it was all said and done, she was actually like celebrating with Shani, which was like a big shock. Because let's be honest, Fabio Apache has been a bitch to people over the years. Yeah, and this uh, this was like her finally getting her comeuppance, and then she's like, "Oh, we're cool. Let's be friends." You want my hair? But you know what? Uh, it was whatever. The thing I didn't like about this match is they completely took the focus off of the girls and just made it all about 10 different dudes brawling, and that was kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more egregious than fucking Ellsworth helping Carmella win the Money in the Bank ladder match, I think, because this the brawling, the brawling was so bad. Taurus like, did a spot, beat up Shawnee, and then... Uh, one of the Laparkas comes to the ring right before another Laparka match, which is, I don't know why you're doing this, but then um, he just watches Taurus beat up the person he's on the side with. And then Taurus walks out of the ring. The Parker walks around confused. And then Taurus walks back into the ring so he can get clotheslined out. And you know what? Um, I don't like AAA Parka, but the guy came back from that was great a car accident injury way too early. And this is like 15 years ago. 
I thought, uh, oh, Alberto. His shoulder is so immobile now that he wrestles like this, and it disturbs me, and he shouldn't have come back from that. I was just telling Alberto, I think that uh, she ended up looking like Tunneler from Puppet Master, like Drill Sergeant. Oh, shit, Mm. yeah. Okay, I get that reference because I'm fucking dope, and I know Alberto gets it. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, dude? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Fucking Zeus King says Conehead because he's old as shit. But you know what? I'm old as shit, too. It's okay. I got it. And uh, so this match, uh, not much of a match. I thought it would be a little bit more. You know, they both got juice. They both fucking destroyed each other as much as they could. But then it ended up being a bunch of other guys fighting while they laid on the mat. There were some pins. They even had to do crooked referee shit to set up the later crooked referee shit. Yeah. Uh, not, Not a fan. Not a fan. But... You know, good resolution. messy, but whatever. Still entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I was into it. I didn't know who was going over until the second it happened. You know, so that was good. I felt that way about a lot of this, except for the certain most important match on the card. <laughs> oh, you mean the fucking well, the Phoenix Phoenix winning when Phoenix won? Yeah. Oh, oh, he won because um, that wasn't a real referee that counted that fall. I'm sorry. Um, hmm. No, we got a stickler for the rules. Hey, don't. But, I mean, look, if you look at who was in the match, didn't you feel like Phoenix was the only choice left to, to win? It's either going to stay on Jarrett or Phoenix is going to win it. Nah, dude. Rich Swan won it. Amazing. I thought, I thought they were going to have Rich Swan go over. Uh, Rich, Rich Swan had hit. What was he doing was there? Wasn't he? He had to have Has been. Has AAA ever had a black champion? Um. Yeah, Dr. Wagner. Dr. Phantasma, right? Yeah, how how do you how did you not know Phantasma was black? How did you not know Dr. Wagner was? You see how fucking swag he came out in that fur coat, like fucking <laughs> Dolomite. <All right. laughs> now 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 you're kind of being a little What? What have you seen you've never even seen a Dolomite movie? I just want to say that um <laughs> speaking of being Dolomite and super fresh and awesome. Uh, that was the best wrestling Jeff Jarrett has done in ages. Basura. <laughs> I mean, Bay when he Bay when well. he threatened to do uh, he threatened to tope. That was I, I was literally in tears, loving that whole spot. That, like that was almost as good as the time Terry Funk says, "I'm going to do a double flip off the top rope," and he climbs the top rope and flips <laughs> everyone off. That was the. Be- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. <clears throat> I just love old school heel heat. But what, how would Terry have really I'm done that? Going to do a double flip off the top rope, Justin. But I might do it a little different because I'm an old man, and you almost saw my balls and beyond the mat. <laughs> Yeah, he almost hard, Harvey Keitel his balls. That would have been terrifying. Man, I've seen Harvey Keitel's dick so many times. I know, and it's a frightening, frightening thing. Now, this is the one time I will agree with you in the penis department. In Kevin general. Bacon, too, man. Like, why is he showing his dick and everything now? Because he's a hollow man. I guess. Yeah. Um, you even got to see, like, hit heat vision that time. That was terrible. Okay, here's the, here's the, here's the deal. I, I got to step away it. for five minutes, and um, during that time, I would really love to come back and see Miflov crying about how the uh, Poker Aces match went down. Okay. Have fun, guys. I shall be back momentarily. So this match started off really great. Everyone came to the ring. 
uh, a guy in a wheelchair showed up. Casey could probably go more into that, but oh, the most important thing whoa. out of it that happened was whoa. Vampiro cried. Yeah, a fucking guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> okay, first of all, we had okay, we had another match to talk about, which is um the world Mega champion Phoenix. No, I skipped this match. Okay, so it was uh we had four corners of equally important men facing off for the title. We had Brian Cage. We had wearing tights that kind of looked like they had a Canadian leaf on them for I'm some. White. Yeah, and they were white. Then and he wasn't doing anything pro Trump whatsoever during this match. Uh, we had Rich Swan wearing Heart Foundation gear in tribute to Jim the Anvil Nightheart. And we had Double J, Jeff Jarrett, the mega champion. And we had our boy Phoenix. And Phoenix. Some shit happened, dude. Like, you should probably watch this because um some stuff happened that wasn't supposed to. Like Jeff I Jarrett watch it. supposed yeah. to catch five. And uh, instead, Phoenix kicked Maricela Pena in the face and knocked her wig off. <laughs> and the, the And I, I think that the reaction on Twitter was pretty much poor Pendeja, poor Pendeja. No. But, uh, what does that mean? Dude, ask the guys in the chat. I don't speak Spanish. Fuck. Hey guys, in the people in the chat room, what does that mean? The the other bit was when uh, Jeff Jarrett swung the guitar and he hit him with the ed- edging. Ooh, in the hand. The actual, yeah. Oh, and the other thing was the cameraman focusing on Phoenix holding a blade in his hand and starting his forehead and then dropping it and picking it back up and using it. God damn. Close up. Switch it in the truck. Clue in your... Oh, man. That was bad. That was pretty bad. That was the worst zooming in on a blade job since Vinny Massaro versus Brian Cage on Lucha Underground, actually. And that shit wasn't live, so there was no excuse for that, but it still happened. Um, But, yeah. um, Good match. Phoenix won. And the way that he won is... Okay, so the, the way Jeff Jarrett became champion is... La Parca came down in a referee, uh, a referee shirt, and suddenly that makes you a referee. And counted was going to count the pin when Wagner was pinning Jeff Jarrett, but then Jeff he screwed him, and it was really Conan dressed as La Parca. So then, this time you had La Parca run in, and you're like, "Oh shit, it's going to be Conan again." No, oh shit, it's going to be really La Parca again. No. It was Dr. Wagner dressed as LaParka. And he helped Phoenix win the title. And so Phoenix wins. Phoenix gets his moment. Phoenix is probably going to be stripped of the title because that wasn't a real referee. And he kicked Marcella Pena in the face. And uh, sorry, Justin, Meep's not crying yet. I was finishing the title match so that you could prepare for the Apuestas match. Um, I tried to make him cry. But that's it. That's it. I'm really excited to talk about all of the exciting Pentagon spots that he didn't do. Hey, you know, he did a spot. He did the the package power driver onto um onto the chairs, and I don't even remember Pentagon being in the match. He was so fast. The cameraman missed the package pile driver on the fucking. they had they had action going on multiple parts of the ring, so they even set up a split screen, but both shots were of not Pentagon. 
It was like Psycho Clown and whoever Pentagon was at Powell Driving. And uh, it was just basically you saw that he was setting up and then you heard it happen. Well, I mean, and after the Phoenix win, it was pretty obvious that Pentagon needed to be the first one out of that match anyway. I mean, I've never seen him move that fast in my life as fast as he climbed out of that cage. He was just like, okay, I'm they good. Do I get the cake? Uh, well, you know what's cool about it, though? He did, he did bleed. Him and Psycho Clown are going out of the cage at the same time, right? And then, like, the first two people to touch the floor don't have to wrestle for their mask. So he could have just let... Phantasma was on the cage. Yeah, and he could have let, he could have let Psycho Clown climb out of the cage with him, but instead he threw a fireball at his face, and then Psycho Clown just climbed out right after that anyway. And it's like... Great psychology there. Whoever agented that. <laughs> God damn it. Um, they they did have the most compelling two, in my opinion, as the finals. Because oh, if- for sure. For sure. I mean, if it hadn't come down to those two, it would have been even more obvious. Right. Right. And I there was still part of me that thought Parker was going to lose it because of the way CMLL was doing it, possibly. I mean, my money would have been on Phantasma, but... I thought it was I thought it was a good way to kind of put some doubt into people's minds <laughs> and to have two prestigious masks on the line uh, because those were the two most prestigious masks on the line. Okay, and, and, yes, I agree. And before we get too far into that, now with Penta and Phoenix and seeing how Triple Mania panned out, um, do we a think that the WWE offer talk was a ruse or is this just a sign that it has gone away regardless of whether or not it was a ruse? It was or might it still might it still be something that's happening? I I don't think it was a ruse because we heard way too much panic from way too many different people. Um agreed. Important people. Uh but they played into true. it. They played into it and people freaked out. But once I think so. on the belt, you're like, that shit's not gonna happen. Could it but, still happen? Yeah. But at the end of the day, WWE are going to look at the best they can get. So, of course, they're going to be looking at Penta and Phoenix anyway. And they'll, that offer is always going to be on the table for them to go there. It's never not going to be there. Because it's WWE not going to be like a Verno. Right. It's not going to be like a Verno's deal. Yeah. Taken away because Sin Cara pissed off the wrong people. You know, which sucks because he lost his fucking mask so he could go there. And now he's just an OGT member without a mask. Yeah, I mean, I think that they have to seriously consider that offer. I I do think, though, that it does present some issues with the MGM contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'd like to think that they they have they feel a little bit of loyalty to to the Lucha Underground product, but that's probably just my own personal belief that they should have that loyalty. Maybe they shouldn't. I don't know. I mean, every everyone got screwed by that hiatus, so. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'm just laughing at Alberto saying Justin had to go take a shit, man. Okay, <laughs> that's him. Well, you know, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes at his age, it happens whether you want it or not. <laughs> freelance, freelance went over because he had to make a dookie. Um, if you want to know the truth about uh, me stepping out, I had to step out to to pick up my ease delivery. And uh, they were here, so I had to go handle some business. And I'll post a handy dandy coupon for anyone who's interested in easing on oh, down the road. God. Is that on some kind of? Oh god! Is that growing your butt? 
No. <laughs> no, that's the other kind of ease. <laughs> okay, just make it sure. Just make uh, easy. Uh, but yeah, that I, I have no idea what that was, but Justin's going to give you a coupon because, you know, we don't have a pro wrestling tease coupon to give odd mad shirts yet. It'd be nice. Then <laughs> that's the only place you should get them from. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So then it, the cage went up and it became Parka versus Ejo del Fantasma. I'm going to let, I'm going to let Meef. All right, Meef. How'd it go down? Uh, well, <sighs> let me get settled. Um, it it went well. <laughs> no, I mean, Casey was saying, you know, that there was the why have the referee? Tarantas was obviously on fantastic few weeks, and there was a few messing about there, and then all of a sudden. He went from doing fast counts with Fantasma to doing equal, which was good. And they both took the masks off. That was quite cool little sport, and he didn't fall. I thought, I thought they were going to do the cool spot where they wrestled with each other's masks for a little bit, which I was uh, hoping that was, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mystical and kind of saw Fantasma's entire face. Yeah. As soon yeah. as he saw the mask, <laughs> the saw the mask, it was like, oh, look, there is, he's wearing a nice necktie. And it's like, oh, shit, I know that guy. I've seen that guy yeah. at the Yeah. The yeah. thing is, is I really hope because his second job is for the government. I really hope that someone went, holy fuck, he works down the office from me. That would be hilarious. <laughs> like, <laughs> how great Sasuke does everything in his mask for the Japanese government so they wouldn't know who the fuck he was if he took it off. Uh-huh. You know? uh, it was an emotional moment when he did lose that mask. And fuck, man, I got to say... Phantasma Junior Junior was my favorite part. Why? Yes. Chocolito. He, he was great. He threatened oh. to murder LA Park after after fucking Vampiro went on basically calling him the fucking Mexican Ming. This little kid. But yeah, dude, that kid would fuck up Goldberg's kid, is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, for sure. I Dabbed in the ring. This guy's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you in your sleep, Parka. Shit. Look in his eyes. You, he's a cold-blooded killer. Yeah, yeah the death stare. The death stare. I, I can't wait yeah. for that kid to become a wrestler because I'm already a fan. Like, if he wants to be the third generation, go for it, dude. Go for it. That's <laughs> he's already got the eyes of a killer. I, I, that kid was the shit, and he's definitely like a lot of people picked up on that. Like him, just. Uh, and uh, he meant it. He meant it. That was awesome. I it's loved it. Real to him. Nah, dude. Parker's probably, probably have the mask by then as well. He'll still be wrestling. Uh, yeah, yeah. He'll still have. Still about ten years away. Yeah. He'll still be teaching that match with Rush, and uh, you know, Rush will be Rush will be like fucking looking like El Dandy at that point and shit. And, uh, <laughs> all right, so me here's my real question for you. Do you think it was a wise choice uh, for HDF at this point in his career to to lose the mask and and let everyone now, you know, be part of the the new era of Jorge Luis Alcantar Bali, age 34, wrestling for 18 years? Well, I'll start off by saying 
he lost it to the right guy. Tapia? Dude, he, yeah. didn't lose it. he didn't lose it to some piece of shit, and that's important. Like, if he would have lost yeah. it, yeah. I, that would have fucking sucked. No, no. It was, I happened. think I think bringing Tapia in to do to do it was was great, and I'm glad it wasn't uh, Penta either, because a lot of people thought that Penta would be the oh, one to gotcha. do it. Did you take Penta? Would never let me hear the end of it. You take the piss out of me every time I met him. Yeah, they're they're too much contemporaries. But, uh, yes, and, and too- I think that'd have been bad. I uh, I I um I did message me saying. Hey, the match is over because my favorite guy escaped already. Uh, he pen, pen is safe. Uh, no, but dude, this was this was great. It was a great moment. I feel like a little bit ruined by Park going a little over the top. I was Nick. about to say he was he started on Phantasma's dad, which over the name thing, which I kind of get, but it was just like it doesn't need it in that moment. No, it was not need it. But maybe do that before the fucking match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, do the, dude. The uh, and then the make took away from the moment. It, and then you know the whole Wagner thing with him coming out and challenging, and then Parker completely no selling it and fucking saying, um, "Dude, you lost your mask, dumbass. Why would I want to wrestle?" <laughs> well. I mean- I agree with him though. He's coming out. He's already lost his mask in a, in brilliant fashion as well, but lost his mask and doesn't have any hair on his head. And he's asking for an Apuestas match. Hey, like, what, are, what are you offering? Dude, the beard, yeah. the beard. Offer the beard. It's a sweet. Well, and, and that's fine. If like if it's a full shave, that would be hilarious. But he wasn't <laughs> offering anything. Like I didn't even understand it. Like whoever booked that moment, I, I don't. I didn't get it. I get that they're trying to stay ahead of the curve. They want people to feel like there's big things coming. And when they announced it for next year's Triple Mania, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it, uh, sort yeah, of. But it's, but it's Parker, not a real match. Yeah. Did Parker accept the match? Because I didn't see him accept. I just saw him say, I have okay. this mask. You don't, fuckhead. He called him a fuckhead in Spanish. <sighs> no, I, I feel like this was triple A going into business for themselves and trying to mess with the Parker by creating some hype around or LA Park, sorry, trying to create some hype around something that he hasn't agreed to to try to make him agree to doing it there instead of in CMLL. You know what, Justin? You can call him the Parker all you want because he's the real Parker. I agree. He is real Parker. Yeah. I just wouldn't want people but, to think I didn't know which one was which. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and you know. Uh, Tapia. Let's just say Tapia. Uh, you know, Wagner, I hate the face paint. It looks fucking stupid. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I like it. It's so goth. Yeah. I don't know. What's the fur coat? It's like a 50 year old goth dude. It's awesome. I, like I love it. He should go full Dolomite and rock the big ass hat and shit and have, like, you know, the I'm going to get you sucker platform boots with the fucking fish in them and shit. And I should- like I like this whole 30 seconds to Mars thing he's doing more than the world's most interesting man. I'm sorry, but he's too old for that shit. He's like the fucking, he's like the dude you see at the mall with the affliction shirt that's 65 years old and kind of buff. But looks like Randy. But I think that's who he really. I think that's who he really is. That's how he has that mentality. That's allowing him to still compete with some of these young bucks. I mean, you've seen some of his matches in the past two or three years. He's wrestling like a guy in his early thirties, not a guy in his fifties. You know. Yeah, you follow social media. You know he's in good shape. 
And I've been watching him wrestle since he was in his early 30s, which is weird. Like, yes. Yeah. Like he's because he's been doing it forever, man. But um, yeah, it's crazy. Like you watch a match and you see him in it and you're like, this is young Dr. Wagner. And then you're like, but I'm kind of his age right now and I don't feel young. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I don't know. I don't like the look, but if they're trying to get heat that way, it's working on me. That's all. And because uh, you know what? It looks like he has the same makeover person as the black family and fucking um, Australian suicide. A little too emo for me. I, I consider it more emo than goth because it sucks. And if it was goth, it would be more red. And I think it's kind of cool. Good for him. I the, old, uh, the mask losing. I feel like we killed Justin. Oh, sorry. I'm just uh, just checking on something real quick. So I'm, I'm going to go back to the timing of the the mask and the removal and the losing of it. Yeah, yeah. Please. It it makes. It, I mean, today I'm, I I support a football team that are dreadful. I've been through. We were really good, and we've been through dreadful years. And I've seen us get to like finals of competitions, and it hurts. But today, I felt like shit mm-hmm. because I'm not. I'm not sad for I'm sad for Fantasma. I'm sad for him having to stand there in the ring in tears as he's kind of let his dad down. Because if you look at, if you remember the story behind it. His dad didn't want to give him the mask or the name. And his dad never going to be ever. Yeah, yeah. And the thing was, his dad, like, basically turned around. He didn't think he would ever go into wrestling, but he also didn't think he'd ever. He was never good enough mm-hmm. for him. And then he finally gave him the name, and because originally to the cousin, here the Fantasma was originally the cousin, wasn't it? Yeah, and he um, wasn't very. Wasn't very good. So now that he finally got this, and he got to the point of, he still feels young, even though he's been. He says it's been eighteen years, but in terms of AAA, he's only been there for five years, six, six years, around there. Yeah, like when he's been a long time in AAA. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so it's kind of a. And I know Mark said. And there's a lot of everybody's kind of glum at the minute. I just feel down because of that moment. It wasn't. It's not about as a fan, like oh, when my guy's lost his mask. It's more a case of when he was there and he's in tears. Yeah. Like kind of, he, I I feel like he feel maybe feels like he let his dad down there, and it's like you didn't lose your mask, and I've let I've let down our family name tradition by losing it. I think it's going to be interesting, though. It happened to um, Tapia. I think to his benefit, he's a good-looking dude. Um, At least he's not, like, fucked up with the mask, you know? Uh, Yeah. I think he's going to do do so much better without it, and and I don't always think that that's the case for everyone. Like, usually you want to see it happen like what Wagner did, where – a guy who's later in his career, who's who's had a great run in a mask, but still has some real juice left in the tank, can can take the mask off and get another couple years out of uh, a, a new run. Like Wagner is the ultimate best case scenario. But for 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 HDF, it was just like, dude, 
I, I've just seen so many times him not not get to where he should be. And I feel like out of the mask, he will. I think like his personality and his character are going to shine better. And the problem for him is I don't think the his legacy is as a Mexican wrestling star. I think his legacy is as a global wrestling star. And in this day and age, he's not Pentagon. He's not going to get over like Pentagon with the mask. And I think losing it is the best thing for him. I think he has a chance. I think he has a shot now at WWE, even if he wants. I, I feel like if you watch the documentary, um, which is a really good documentary, and it was quite obvious from that, um, if, who was, you know, it, it was about um, Fabi and Fantasma, yeah. basically. But Vampiro says something very interesting in it where he's saying about how he thinks, and it's, it's a great point, and it's something that like, Justin was saying, was basically Fantasma can be so much more, because his father, whilst a great luchador, was never, is never isn't regarded, you know, it, it went against the Santos, the Blue Demons, he's not in that league to them, if, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, he was he was a good wrestler, but he never he was, and that's kind of almost became a stigma of Phantasma. And almost, like you were saying, he always got so far, and then he seemed to not happen. I think so now of, with the mask, he can be set free from yeah. the um, I don't want to say the Brazil the mask, the hangover of the mask. You know, he's also way too much. Issues. The weight of the mask was too much, and so now he's free of it. Yeah, he can actually. And he's still got a mask, by the way. He's still King Cuerno. He could be the person. (laughs) There's a bigger issue with the fantastic mask, legality-wise. He can can be... Yeah, he has to lose that to work in the States. I mean, with that name, I mean, this way he never has to worry about King Syndicate, King Feature Syndicate, or whoever the fuck owns the rights to the Phantom now ever trying to shut him down because like, I mean, he was making his mask different enough that I don't think it would have been a problem, but, but it's still just move on from it. And it's like, it, it is sad to see a piece of that tradition go away. But at the same time, he's in a different league than his dad was. He's in a different ball game altogether. And I think know? that was the problem with his dad is unlike all the legendary names mentioned, he wasn't stealing a character from popular media and making like, that would be like wrestling as Batman, you know, like people are going to take you less seriously a little bit. And like, and it's one of the best masks in wrestling. And he was a great wrestler, but are they seeing it as maybe biting off of something, you know? And that's just the way I feel about it because uh, everyone else mentioned was an original character. And he wasn't. And uh, he's by far the most popular. He's got to be the most popular dude that was based off of someone else's character, though, right? Like, I can't think of anyone in Mexico. I mean, you got Jushin Thunder Liger at Tiger Mask, but that was Japan, you know? Like, uh, And that was officially licensed also. Um, yeah, I can't think of anyone else. No, I might no be, one else really got that far. 
I feel like I think they went on to do things outside the mask, but not yeah. actually under the mask. They didn't get that that level. Yeah, ring gear is directly the comic book ring gear. You know, which the, the mask is cool. Different, but yeah, yeah, it was it was awesome, but. Man, it's all, you know who I blame me. Yeah. I, Billy Zane. I blame Billy Zane. Can I just get that you out should, there? Absolutely blame him. It's Billy Zane's fault. Yeah, it's it's just been a bit of a kind of. I don't know how to feel. I feel it just feel like I've been kicked in the nuts and kind of drained emotionally, but like not in a kind of for me. You know, it's more for the guy because he's a good guy. I felt. You know, he's, I, I know how you feel, Meef. This is how I felt at Ultima Lucha Dose. <laughs> it is. It really is. And uh, but it was far, far less of a heavy thing on the line there. I'm sending the and, invite uh, to my boy Kui uh, Tran. See if he wants to jump in and talk some UFC for a minute. Just so you guys know, he might pop in. So I might switch topics. Um, oh. Okay. Uh, Speaking of friends and people in the chat, uh, I got to say good day to Andre. I don't think I did that yet. And uh, I, I hope he uses the, uh, you know, my advice about the Outback Jack boomerang clothesline. All right. And uh, and uh, shout out to Alberto, who's been here for a pretty long time. Fucking Paul Cross has been Wait, here forever, too. Pablo's it's a Sunday. Pablo's in there these too. Guys, I think Rachel was in yeah. here earlier. Who else is around? These, these people, uh, all of you need to go to church. All of you. Night no, mass. Look, can I talk about the contender for a quick sec? Yeah. Um, yes, please. How do we watch it? It's on Epics. I added it to my sling package, my sling package that no longer shows me Lucha Underground. So I apparently it's a one Eric Van Wagnen show at a time kind of service. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. Makes sense. Makes sense. Can't make him get too full of himself. Shout know? out to yeah, Melissa if she's still around. I don't know if she is or not. Um, anyway, I got to tell you, this this contender show is on like NFL films level. The quality of the production is ridiculous. And I was there to see some of the stuff going on, especially with the fights and whatnot. But like Super cinema is, is, is that the word I want? Um, anyway, looks cinnamon. nice. Cinema graphics. It has great cinnamon smelling graphics. No, I just, uh, it's amazing. Like, and I thought Evie Dub told me last week that there he was. They were going to drop a trailer that Skip had done. So I was like, ooh, that'll be dope. And then I figured when I saw that trailer, I was like, oh, it is dope. You know, but the show isn't going to look that good. The show looks that good the whole time. It looks like a skip vignette or trailer the whole time. Um, I just, I absolutely love the way it shot. I think it shot better than than twenty four seven, and the content so far, I'm amazed with. The reviews have been up and down, but that's the boxing world. Like, if you don't know boxing, you just got to understand how fickle people are. Anything that is not like the straight sweet science people have an issue with but i think it's kicking the crap out of ultimate fighter which is hard for me to say because it's my boys that make ultimate fighter um but it's really really good man it's really good um my favorite guy right now after the first episode is a dude named michael moore from cleveland 
who was trolling everybody else in the cast, just fucking with them, lying to them flat out about who their selections for matches were going to be, this, that, and the other thing, and and basically said on camera, like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to troll all of them. I don't care. <laughs> and that's how the Cleveland homies roll. Um, the 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 first fight was uh, Lamar Russ versus John Thompson. And I'm not going to tell you guys who win because I feel like enough people haven't seen it yet. And surprisingly, there's not a lot of spoilers out there on the internet. Um, but get a hold of the show because it's amazing. Andre Ward even uh, has been retired for a while, to my knowledge, and he laced up the gloves and sparred with some of the guys on the opening episode. And I think that he's making an awesome mentor and host. Uh, Sergio Mora was in the audience for the first episode. Mark Burnett was there, who we saw when we were there at the taping, which was amazing that Mark actually came out and uh, sat in the audience with all of us. Uh, I haven't seen him at a Lucha Underground taping, Um, but it's great. Like, you know, um, who knew Eric Van Wagner could make such a good show? You guys aren't buying that. Everybody knew he could make such a good show. I'm just, I'm really bummed out because I've been hearing how awesome this show is. and I need to figure out how to see it. It's, do you have sling or you're not using sling, are you? I don't have anything. I, I added it to my sling for $5. Or something okay like su- it was super cheap and easy for me to add to it um so that's how i'm seeing watching epics now um uh, that get shorty show is pretty good on there too mm. and they have a decent selection of movies though i find a lot of those movies i have already available on other services um because i you know i don't know what they're you, um, for now mm. but what were we saying Meef? Well put. Yes, exactly that. Two. Creep you know, two. people pay money to listen to this podcast, and you just wasted it. Dude, wait, they pay money? Well, how come wait. I don't get some of that? Well, hold on, people. How do we get paid if you pay us, don't you? What? Yeah, I thought all the money just came That's from. That's where I stuck my money from. I, I just, I thought I had a bunch of checks like that are deposited automatically. I just never doubled. I never looked into it. We don't work for ECW now, are we? Oh, God. Amen <laughs> <laughs> actually runs this podcast. Anyway, the contender should be... The contender should be on NBC at primetime. Yeah, but be. at the same time, I, I... It's tough, because it's like, this show deserves more eyeballs. Um... Yeah. But at the same time, when the show was on NBC and had those eyeballs, it it, it tainted it. The, you know, the fights were cut down and they, they, they yeah. were cutting it a different way and they were spending a tremendous amount of money on it. And I honestly believe that um, I believe that the results that they're getting are better from not being on a network. All right. Yeah, but they they had Stallone last time. It was kind of like Stallone's Rocky reality show. I mean, that was my interpretation of it. They went through a couple of versions, and nothing was as good as as how they're doing it right now to me. I honestly think it's the best season, and and I've watched them all, and some of them have been very entertaining. But that that world of boxing and that glitz, I think, is over. That style of, of glitz is gone. 
And this is a grittier, more down to earth. And they're not trying to be something that they're not, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, anyway, I was very impressed with it. If you can find a way to watch it, um, I highly recommend it. And that's all I can say about that. Um, right. So Byron, here's a yeah. question for you. Oh, I got to say about that. Um, here's a question <laughs> I have for you guys. Yeah. SummerSlam. Oh. oh, wow. I thought that SummerSlam and Triple Mania were two of the best cards for those promotions that they've done, both of them, in a long, long time. Is that good enough? Do, do they get A pluses? Does Triple does Triple Mania get an A plus? Does SummerSlam get an A plus? Triple Mania is good. It uh, surprised me. Well, here's here's my thing. Like B plus. B plus. Yeah. I see. But I think there we also got to look at. Let the let the school teacher give a grade here, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Because I knew I knew it finally happened. <laughs> look at look at over here. The world's smartest man. Uh. Anyway. Uh. So. You got you got WWE right. Like their SummerSlams have been on par with the other previous SummerSlams. Triple Mania last year was dog shit. So if you go from dog shit to man, that was a pretty good show. You get like an A plus plus in my book. Improvement. Lots right. of- well, see, but I felt that way about SummerSlam too. I felt like, um, I mean, a lot of it was just doing what fans probably have wanted them to do for a while, though maybe it wasn't. I mean, I don't know if fans really wanted Ronda to have the belt or really wanted Roman to have a belt. Um, they but, wanted Shield to come back because they sure fucking love that. Oh, God, 17 times this fucking season. And <laughs> Dean jacked. What, what's Dean Ambrose been eating? I love pills. Dean Ambrose. Lots and lots of I, pills. But I feel like, I feel like the Shield is... I feel like the shield is purely back this time so that Roman can finally swerve them and get the heel heat. I really do. I think I think right now they're there so we can get cheers. And so it makes also so it makes sense that Braun doesn't just straight up beat him right away because that should happen. Correct. um, I think he needs some protection. Yeah. But I think uh, with Dean Ambrose, I think he's made major improvements like just improved in every category that people had a problem with. with them last time. Yeah. Can yeah. He's, he's, he's wrestling his Can more technical. Yet? He's wrestling. Does his more he technical need to style. though? Does he need um, to wrestle? He, I mean, he's, he's more intense and he bulked up. He's worked a lot bulkier than this in the past. Um, but he's, he's changed his style up a little bit and he's, he did um, hit the Dirty Deeds DDT. Um, the last match I saw him, he countered a stalling uh, Dolph Ziggler DDT, where where he you know you get him in the in the hold, but you jump up and then you're gonna fall down. And so when he was up and Dean had him on his shoulders, he just like threw him up, and then when he came down, he like caught him in the DDT and dropped him, and it it just blew everyone's mind. It caught, it was out of nowhere and it just overall, it looks like he's trying harder. I think. 
But I like it. Anyway, I think that they kept reporting he was having delays with his elbow surgery and re and recovery. Too little, too late. Because, because they were um they wanted him to bulk up and kind of turn into like a mini version of Triple H. I guess kind of. so, maybe. I don't know. I was I was really impressed from top to bottom with SummerSlam. Yeah. Um and and it was so weird for me because I'm sitting there and I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time. And every match would come around and I would just be kind of like, oh, I liked this squash. Oh, I liked how these guys had uh, high action, but there was a DQ. You know, everything. It was the first time in just ages where it was like, oh, my God, this makes sense. This is baseline. This is the standard of what wrestling should be. Why can't they do this all the time? Yeah. And I just didn't, you know, I. I hope they can keep following it up. I hope that there's a way and a path for WWE to keep doing what they did with that pay-per-view. Cause I'll watch that. I will 100% watch that. Mm. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Um, stuff was good and they had a, a good variety of it. When does, when do we get some more new Japan? Fuck. Just waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the road to dominion to start. Because so, we're going yeah, to get a singles match think, between Naito and Suzuki, man. Come on. I think, though, um, the big thing about that is that they were quality shows, but also you got to look at we have, there's so many different wrestling products out there. They're, they're marketed to their fan base. So, I mean, for me personally, I'd rather watch Lucha and, and New Japan and WWE type stuff. I love all the talent. But their presentation isn't necessarily for me. So SummerSlam was good. Like I don't know if I would really watch it if I didn't need to talk to you guys about it. I, I don't even do that. So you're better off than me. You know. Um, I still think it's it was a good show. But um, yeah. But what? Mif, are you falling asleep? Mif is tired. <laughs> yeah. What but time is it there, Meef? I never know what no. time you're actually in. It's about seven to five. Ten to five. Oh shit! It's my boy Queen. What's cracking? Oh, I like that hat. Hang on, say hi to the boys. What's going What's on, up, man? What's up, fellas? What's happening? Who the fuck's that? Who's it? Justin, man. We're hanging out. Oh, what's oh. up, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I know who you were, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> we're doing a live podcast right now, and I had to get a, a mixed martial arts expert in, so I knew that we had to fucking talk to Quee for a minute. What's going on? Yeah, we're doing some illegal shit, so whack <laughs> all of our faces out. Hey, it's not my fault that Rad Fink's wearing a wire on you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's up, dog? I like that hat. Oh, this hat right here? You got to tell people how to represent. 314 St. Louis. All right, so you guys got to know, I, I met I met Chef Kui, uh what, last year doing an episode of Food Paradise, right? Yes, sir. So I come into this man's restaurant, and you guys know I've been in a ton of restaurants, and up on the wall, what do I see but fucking UFC gold in the, in the Miley restaurant in the middle of St. Louis? And I'm like, whoa, what the hell is going on here? You got to tell these people, why, why is that belt on your wall at the restaurant? So, you know, Tyron and I have been friends since his amateur career. And so we've been sponsoring him for a, a long time. And, uh, you know, he told me that when he wins the belt, I'm going to get it. And so 
you know, he was a man of his word and the champ is a good man and he kept it. And guess what? It's on the wall. It is. It is right on the wall in the restaurant. And like these things are not something that's easy to come by. So I was like shocked. But then me and Quee were down for from that moment on. And then we played play some cars with the fellas and uh, smoked some cigars and hung out, had a good time. <laughs> Yeah, we're so, missing you. Sugars. You want me to? We can video call you a uh, hand right now. <laughs> oh shit! No, you because you. I'm not going to video call you my wallet, so that's not happening. <laughs> you got Venmo? No, uh, no, that's Byron. Byron, my money mark is over here on the on the on the your right side. I think. What's that happening? Byron will Venmo you my money. Um, all right, so look, yeah. T. Wood, your boy Tyron, yeah. not Tyrone as Colby Covington yeah. likes to call him. Tyron has a big fight coming up against Darren Till that got switched out from Colby. Do you feel like your man is ready for for that fight? You know, I just I just sat and talked with Tyron like yesterday. He came in, got some food. You know, he's with one of his coaches. And, uh, you know, he, uh, let's put it this way. He's looking lean. He's a champ for a reason. He's good to go, man. I think, I think people are going to be surprised how easy he's going to be able to take down Darren Till. I think, gonna be so too. I think, I think that's where it's going to be. I think it's going to be a wrestle fest for him. I don't think he's going to stand around and play any games with Darren. There's no reason to. You know, what's crazy. He's been at, he's been training at wild card for a lot of this camp. So I'm curious to see. You know, they said they said his shoulder looks good. They said his shoulder looks good. He's like ready to go. You know, he's we'll see. I, I can't wait because this is, uh, you know, listen, Tyron had a phenomenal fight, strategic fight against Wonder Boy twice. Right. So, I, don't, I mean, I think, you know, Wonder Boy is a little bit more technical where Till is a little bit more of a brawler. So I I think Tyron's going to bring I think people are going to be surprised, man. I hope for his sake that he puts on an exciting show because, you know, look, you guys are the hometown, but I feel like he needs to excite people about him. And, and like, how do you do that but get a flashy win, right? Right. And I, I think it's, uh, you know, it's a double-edged sword, man, because it's like, do you keep, you know, Tyron's always been a strategist. And it's, uh, it's one of those things where it's, you know, he he likes to fight the way he fights for him. It's all about you know, strategy, a game plan. So we'll, we'll see. I mean, they, let's put it this way. They said that they've never seen Tyron this angry in any camp. So Duke Rufus said that he's never seen Tyron this angry. So well, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Yeah. So here, here's my question. And, and all your boys can answer this. Who won money on Gaethje last night? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you had Gaethje. I thought the executioner was going to get it done. You know, I I think that I, I think, you know, his trash talking was just kind of it was unnatural for a Vic. You know what I mean? So Maybe, I, I think but that, the boy's got hands and he's got that reach, too. Yeah, but the thing is, it, it's not his game plan. So I think like what ends up happening is, you know, when you when you fall into a certain character that you're not used to. Right. I just I, I think there's a lot of pressure. That's why, like, you know, I think like for Tyron and stuff like, you know, he doesn't really shit talk a lot. But when he does, he responds. And it's 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 still him. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a fake persona like like Connor is not a fake persona. You know what I mean? Right. So they they do what they do and they come and they perform. And then that's the end of it. And so I think for James Vick, there was just so much pressure on him. 
because he talked so much trash. And it was I've never seen him talk that kind of trash before. <laughs> well, I mean, I th- he was trying to play the game. He was trying to play the game and get involved, you know. Well, I mean, Kobe, you know, Kobe's Kobe's done it, so I mean, I, I get it. So I, I, I mean, I totally get it. But I think that also adds a lot of pressure too. If that's not naturally who you are, right? I think it's very difficult. Like you know, like I'm not a shit talker. You know what I mean? So oh, I'm in fight, oh really? Oh really? I, you know, it's it's like you know, if I'm in a fight and I got to live up to all the stuff that I talked about, how I'm gonna beat your mama down, and you know what I'm saying, and all this stuff. It's just it's unnatural. Well, no. So then does this cloud the landscape at 55 to you with, uh, you know, having Gaethje now kind of throw himself back in the mix? I, You know, 155 and 170 are the most dominant. They're the most stacked divisions. And I think for 155, as long as Gaethje, as long as Gaethje doesn't like fight like he's a punching bag. I right. think he'll do. I think he'll do well because you can't. You know, you can't. Oh, you ain't got to pick up the phone. You can finish your deal. No, 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 no. I'm good, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're talking about. We're talking about. Rolling. <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting on you. Let's just fly back. Uh, uh, you're waiting on this this stack of money. You're not getting. <laughs> you know, I'll, you know, you know. I okay. I gotta roll through now because you know I gotta come take some money off of you guys. Yeah, come come play, come hang out, come eat. But I, I money. <laughs> the guys are like, uh oh, you want to take some of this money? <laughs> so the wrong thing. Taking spring rolls. Oh my god, you guys! No, um, I think uh, I, I think Tyron's gonna. I think Tyron's gonna. It, it's gonna be and still. I mean, I I, I think that um, I think he's gonna have a good game plan for him. And I I don't see Tyron losing this fight. You know, I I have a lot of respect. A lot of respect. You know, for Darren Till, I think he's a phenomenal fighter. He's tough. He's big. He's strong. I think the yeah. I think the one thing though, he's he fights upright a lot. So nice call. Right. You know, I, I think like you saw what happened to Vic yesterday fighting upright against Gaethje, you know, with that feint and knocking yeah. that other hand and then just boom, you know. So I, I think and that sets up for someone as strong as fast as Tyron, I think that's a bad thing to, you know, be upright a lot. So, so what do you think about uh, DJ finally dropping that belt? You know, I didn't think he lost. I thought it was really, I had a three, two DJ, man. I, I, it was, it was very difficult. I, you know, it's bound to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think uh, Suedo, incredible game plan. I mean, he's grown so much since the first loss, but. I thought I thought it was close. I thought DJ won three two. I did. I, I did. I mean, it was so close. Some people had it the other way three two. Well, this is the thing, and this happened a bunch of times last night. It happened with the Courtney Casey fight. It happened with the Michael Johnson and uh, Andre Touchy Feely fight. Like, don't let it go to the cards anymore, man. Like these fights, I had almost all those fights going the other way, but you get a split decision these days, and it doesn't doesn't seem to go the right way very often. Man, it's difficult. Yeah, you're right because like the Angela Hill. I mean, I thought I thought Angela I thought won. won. You know, and so, it, but it's hard though. I think everybody's skill set so so good now that it's just like you know if you can't take them out, and you, I guess you just you just got to do what you got to do. Okay. And Courtney Casey's defense though, she had two decisions go against her that I think she won. But I didn't think she won. Let's right here live, dog. Man. 
just the I, overhead bus. You're right? you're absolutely you're absolutely is. right. I, I think I'm excited because wait, did, did somebody fall out? The, you know the kid that's fighting on Tyrant's card, the Dagestani kid. I can't pronounce his last name. Oh, Marcus Shumakov. Guy. So did some did his opponent fall off? Is that what happened? Because I'm seeing that there's a question mark now. I miss. I've been working so much. I totally missed it. Um, I'm looking down the card right now. Let's see. There's a uh, question mark at his opponent. Well, he was supposed to have. Was he supposed to have Yair Rodriguez, or is he get, yeah, getting he him now? To, yeah, he, he was fight. He was supposed to fight Yair. Yeah. So, so I don't know what Yair, happened. Yair is out now. I have to find out what's up with that. That's but, bullshit. Cause that that would have been that would have been fucking, a good fight. Listen, that Dagestani kid to me is a beat. scary. Yeah. Scary. Like at one forty five, I don't know if anybody. You know, like I, I think I think Max. I can't wait for the Max Holloway Ortega fight. I I think that stylistically, that's going to be a phenomenal fight. <laughs> that's going to be a good fight. That's going to be straight fire. I, and I and I can't really call it. I I, I feel like Max will take it with the boxing, but uh, who knows. Who knows? Dude, Ortega has just, he's so, his jujitsu is so deceptive. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but it's he's got to get Max bad. down there. And I just don't know that Max gets down there. That's 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 the only thing that I can see in that fight. <laughs> you know, but this Dagestan, this Dagestani kid is... Thank God for hero. I, if I'm if I'm in the 145, I never I never want to fight that kid. Truest America. True. Trump. Okay. I don't think I would want to mess with him either. Zabit Magomed Shapiro. I can't yeah, say. Yeah, I, I can't I can't pronounce his last name, but that kid's scary good. We're gonna call like, him Z. We're gonna call this kid Z. These kids need. So let's put it this way. He's like he's like Khabib. But with mass, with like incredible striking. Oh, because his reach is ridiculous. I mean, the kid's got the um, longest arms. His kickboxing, his taekwondo, like the kid is just like, it's ridiculously good. Well, I'm looking forward to that card. After that card, you got to come back on and we got to we got to talk about it. You know, <laughs> see if you're see how your boy does, because that's a stacked card on that's on uh, September 8th, September 8th in Dallas. What do you think? What's your prediction? Um, My prediction I think I think Tyron handles Till in the second or third round on the ground. I think he puts him out on the ground. Uh, I think Valentina Shevchenko is easily going to take Nico. I think she's going to murder that chick. Yeah, I she mean, is. I think it's already Valentina's belt. Personally, uh, yeah. I don't know about the Andrade Kovalevich fight. That's a, more of a toss-up to me. I'd like to say Kovalevich wins that one, but you, I don't know. That's a tough one. It's a tough fight, man. Stylistically, they're pretty similar. So that's. Uh, I think it's you know strategic. It's it's going to be a tough match, but you know the. I think the Darren Till, this Darren Till fight is going to be incredible. I think, I think Darren's going to bring out, you know, well, first of all, can he make weight? I mean, the kid walks around at 215. I mean, the kid's huge. That face off with Tyron, I was like, damn, he is a, a damn sight bigger than Tyron. He he made Tyron look little, and Tyron's not a little dude. Not at all. <laughs> but Tyron is an actual 170, and this other kid looks like he should be up a couple classes. Yeah, because you guys, he walks around. They said he walks around anywhere between 215 to 20. Tyron naturally, Tyron naturally walks around at about 200. Wow. So, and they wonder why there's no dudes at light heavyweight. It's because they're all cutting <laughs> out of there. You know, he needs to fight at 185. I mean, I think once, I mean, just, it's just scary. 170 is a scary. Side bet he don't make, he don't make weight. Oh, look, do, look, Dawson. Side, side mm. bet he won't make weight. <laughs> I got five on it. You got five. Man, he'll, make, he'll make that weight. I think, yeah, I think this camp knows that he's going to be a superstar after this fight either way. So they're going to have to make that weight. It might hurt him. It might hurt him, hurt him for the fight. 
Yeah, I, I, but I think you're right. I mean, it's a championship fight. He's making weight. But, you know, I mean, looking at his last fight when he almost died making weight in England against Wonder Boy. And how about Wonder Boy and Robbie Lawler in the works? Oh, baby. That needs to happen. That's just that might be a career ender for one of them, though. I'm a little scared for that. Fight. I, I, I think Robbie, I think Robbie loses to Wonder Boy. I think Wonder Boy is too technical fighting on the outside. I think Robbie's not the same Robbie. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's had his moment. He had he had a great little run there towards the end, though. And I, we, we all we all love Robbie. Robbie's the man, and uh, I, I think I think he's just been in too many wars to you know. Wonder Boy's still fresh. All right, Queen, you got to plug the restaurants for me. Tell these people where to come to when they're when they're coming through your neck of the woods. All right, so you see my hat right now. This is my boy Dave Choi's Soul Taco hat. So if you're in St. Louis, you need to hit up Soul Taco. I'm sitting here with my buddies. Gianni, Jose Gian Fabio's Bestville, South and Boca in St. Louis. I got the man Alfredo Solis here. Pueblo Solis been around for 20 years. And our buddy right here, Mike Del Pietro, MDP Restaurant Group, the oldest Italian restaurant family in St. Louis. You got to go to there. And if you want some ramen, come see me at Nudo and come see my Lee's. Come to this game, brother. Bring it. <laughs> yeah, forget all your businesses. You know how to really yeah, make some money. Man. You just want this guy to come sit next down. week, brother. I want to see you here next week, brother. Come on. Come on. I want to see you. We need a person of color. Come on. <laughs> he said we need a person of color. There's only like three or four of us here. Yeah, there's that's not many true. white people. No, there's not many white people. We're just saying, look, he's got two Italians. They're not white. <laughs> he said bring some white people. They're not. I'm not white. I got them. They're right. Here I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring these guys with me. Yeah, come on. People named Scott. Yeah, he said bring someone named Scott, not someone named Gianni. You know, <laughs> I got a Byron here for you. We'll bring a Byron for you. <laughs> oh my God, it's great seeing you, brother. All right, brother. Thank you so much for stopping by. Here, brother. The boy says bye. Late. Where you at? Are you in Cali right now? Or yeah, where are you? yeah, I'm in LA, and then I'll be on the road. Uh, I'll be out in uh, South Carolina and then Texas in a couple of weeks. Dude, let's. If I'm out and about, we're gonna catch up. So let me know where you're gonna be. I'll text you if I'm traveling. I I might be in LA here in the next month or so. I got some business to do in LA. Well, you let me know. I'll probably end up being on the other side of the country while you're out here, knowing me. But I'm gonna schedule it where you're there. We're gonna go hang out. You got it, brother. You let me know. All right, baby. You guys be good. All right, Chef. Peace. My man. Appreciate you. That um, was awesome. <laughs> good dude. Good dude. Yeah, I love Queen. He's uh and and dude, let me tell you, he's modest about it, but uh his family restaurant, My Lee in St. Louis, is amazing. And now he's got a ramen spot called Nudo that is killing it killing it i hope he opens yeah. up one out here even as even though the competition's pretty stiff out here um yeah. anyway yeah, was, you know since i can't ever get j man anymore we got to bring in some other fresh blood on ufc um every now and I then have quite a, i have a question yeah. how much money did you just volunteer for me to lose by going hang out with those guys all of it man <laughs> oh, all man. of it <laughs> <laughs> all those guys do is roll dice or play cards smoke cigars and I, I don't know what you're talking about those guys are clearly playing dungeons and dragons perfectly yeah. for no money <laughs> oh no no there was there was no real money involved come on now yeah um anyway so yeah wwe uh summer slam i i'm still trying to figure out 
the Braun thing that they're doing with the him trying to keep cashing in his money in the bank and then something happening where he does like it, once he hands it to the ref isn't that officially cashing it in no the bell you got to ring the bell yeah you got to ring the bell if they unless they bring in eric stolman i think we're okay okay unless so, you're um who was it um who who lost the money in the bank was it? Uh, I forget Damian his name. Sandow. Damian Sandow. Sandow. Yeah. yeah. Unless you're Damian Sandow, then it doesn't count until you win. And also John Cena lost it too. Um, that's all I remember because I stopped watching. There might have been a couple between then. I don't know. Usually right. not though. Yeah. So who was mad that Constable Corbin got squashed? Was that you, Meef? No, okay, question. I didn't even watch, but a lot of people ask this. Why the fuck do you have to be the demon for Constable Corbin? But then when you get a title shot, you're just Finn Balor. What the fuck? It's SummerSlam. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was a perfect use of the demon to bring him back. Um kind of out of the blue, let him squash. That's what the that's what the whole gimmick is supposed to be for. So that you know when when Finn goes full demon that it's gonna you know chances are he's gonna win and then there'll be some big moment where finally the demon doesn't win and it'll be the biggest challenges of Finn's career. You never go full demon, man. You never whatever that <laughs> true, you know whatever that moment is down the line. They're just so like the demon should be something special that comes out when he. Like so, if he's he's in a program where he's lost a few times to the guy, and it's been through weird decisions, or he's just not quite good enough, and then he has to pull out the demon. That's how it should be. Not I just I'm gonna be the demon today, so I have to beat some smoke. I'd feel like the demon would be more special if it was like the Great Muda, where he actually like stabbed people and shit. Like this is. Hmm. Well, I, I don't disagree with that, actually. I don't know about full-on stabbing, but I think that it would be a little bit more interesting if there was something style-wise and moveset-wise that was clearly different about the demon. Just, just spit something in someone's eyes. That's all you got to do. Spit something in someone's eyes. No one has to get stabbed. You know, it's like uh, I, I was kind of, you know, busting beef down about HDF early in the Lucha Underground season this year because all of a sudden he was wrestling a lot more like Phantasma whereas before I felt like Cuerno and Phantasma actually had slightly different move sets and were kind of were different wrestlers. I feel know? like Cuerno still needs to like capture someone in a net like have it in the ring and then when they come in after him it does like you know like the fucking Ewoks. Right. Like, whoosh, like uh, that I feel like I'm giving them all my ideas for free. You really are, and and you, and then you wonder why you see these matches that that look like DJ's trying to do wing, and and then bar wrestling is going to have someone get caught in a net like two days. Look, contrary to popular belief, there have definitely been some ideas that have been taken from this show. New, usually not oh, this late in the show, but it's happened. Yoshi, I feel um, like someone did that already. Um, not Yoshi Um, oh no, uh, it's from Suzuki Guns, oh, the guy that sings. Oh, uh, uh, fucking, um, 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 Tai Chi, Tai Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did that a while ago. Years yeah. ago. I'll find um, a gift for you or something on Twitter. Is it too soon for Rhonda? Eh. She's going to be in the video game. You might as well give her something. 
don't know. I just uh, wonder how they're going to protect it. Like, I don't know that storyline wise, it's too soon. I think it, it works pretty good. Um, and I kind of liked her doing a, another Steph angle where, you know, on raw or whatever, where she was like, no, no, this belt's for all of us. Even though that's not true, but <laughs> that's how they protect her though. She broke Steph's arms. So she gets suspended again a thousand yeah. times. Yeah. And that just keeps happening until she wrestles once. And yeah, so she's not like Brock because Brock was gone all the time because he wanted to be. She's gone because she gets suspended. Is there a world where she doesn't need to be protected? Where she's good enough to just go out there and do it for real? I felt like if her UFC record at the end was a winning record at the end. It was a winning record. She only lost the last two. Those are the only two she ever lost. Yeah, I know, but I mean, like, those last two are what are fresh in people's minds as she goes in there, so they got to kind of build her back up a little bit. So I don't think it's time for her to lose it all. Right. But, I mean, you could lose and get fucked out of it, too. Or so, you could do a triple threat and someone else can get pinned, which happens But then here's the then here's the other risk that you run. You've already done this thing where Asuka ran through everyone at NXT forever, and then she came up and ran through some more before they kind of knocked her down a peg. Mm-hmm. Can you do that with Ronda right now? I mean, you just took the belt off of Brock Lesnar again, finally. You, you had the Oscar thing in recent memory, and now you're talking, and, and you've got a Braun s- scenario where they're already having to come up and concoct yeah. all these ways to keep him from just out and out winning every match he touches. How do you okay. do that with Ronda right now? Here's how I think with Ronda, it's good to have her as a belt, uh, as a belt, or uh, as a champion taking the belt to all her mainstream press stuff. Well, yeah. You need it for the first all women's pay-per-view. I think that was the business decision that so she put can the belt be the headliner. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like, okay. So when Oscar was doing it, right. So like they almost had an opportunity to have Nia Jax do it at the same time. So what you do is you have two people do it at the same time. You have one do it in NXT and then you have Ronda do it. So say you have Io Shirai do it in NXT or you have just fucking Shayna Baszler do it in NXT. And then you have these two people that are undefeated. And then she gets moved up to the main roster. She wants Ronda Rousey. And then you got two undefeated people fighting. That's how that's how you do it. I was very surprised not to see Shayna called up at SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but isn't uh, Jessamyn Duke like starting now too? They're, they're going to probably run. Um, they're doing houses with the four horsewomen, I think. Yeah. And so you're going to need Shayna there to anchor that down, even if it's just houses. And then they well, put everyone on TV that a on call, the main show. A call-up from Shayna would have been the best way to protect Ronda, but to do that, it would almost be a Ronda heel turn, which is maybe why they didn't do it. No, what you do is you have Shayna be fucking jealous of all the attention Ronda's getting and how she just jumped straight to the main roster and then she's heel on her and then uh, she's not protecting. She's protecting Ronda by that. That's how you get out of the loss. But then they're feuding with each other and she's the she's the heel. Yeah, that might be the way to do it. I don't know. What anyway, do you guys think about Shayna on the main roster? Do you think that she works? Absolutely. Yeah, she's a mask kicker. Dude, she'll work anywhere. Like, uh, I I think that you watch her and you forget that it's a work and you're like, this shit is real. And that's my favorite kind of wrestling. And she knows how to take a loss, too. Like, I I mean, 
you know that that loss you took on that on NXT Takeover, uh, you you immediately almost forget that she's on the losing end of anything. It's right. not. She's- She's got that yeah. Suzuki edge like that, where Minoru Suzuki can lose his fucking hair in a match and come out looking cooler than he did going into it. Yeah, she no just she go to one. She comes <laughs> out with that swag. She retains her heat, uh, and she's like exactly what you need on the main roster, because a lot of these other performers can't do that when they're not on a run. They can't maintain their heat. I think she could do it easily. Uh, she could take. 10 losses in a row and you probably wouldn't even realize that she took 10 losses in a row. I feel like for her on the main roster, you just completely steal Minoru Suzuki's character, even including beating up people that aren't in the match and you give it to her. But so, but, but then here's the question that how do they do Rhonda's four horse women or could they do something different and swerve it and put Rhonda with Charlotte and do a different kind of four horse women. And then Rhonda's four horse women become a heel faction to right. Rhonda. That's what I, I think you do is you have her get stinged and then uh, they beat the shit out of her because she got to jump to the main roster and none of them did. They all had to go through NXT. Yeah. And so it's like a built in reason to fuck her up, you know? Like, uh, I think it's a good idea. Do you um, think they need, so they don't need the four of them together? I mean, no. I kind of think Ronda and Shayna, that's a good package right there. I mean, what it is, but, but the money is in Ronda as a face, even though I think she should be heel. I think the real money is in her as a face. Little girls yeah. out there will buy the shirts. We've seen that with the Bailey merchandising out there. The Bailey merchandising is through the roof. The Ronda merchandising is starting to catch up already. Um, if you get every little girl out there believing that she's their Hulk Hogan, like when we were little kids, I think that that's where the real money is. And look, this is a company that is designed to entertain and make money. And I yeah. think that that entertainment factor wise, she's better as a heel. But money wise, you got to keep Rhonda a face. And I just don't know yeah. that the, the rest of the four horsewomen can ride that face train with her, especially with what they've already done with Shayna. I, I feel I like Shayna could be a heel though with her. I feel like you get Jessamine Duke, you give her kind of like the Tom Riddle personality because that's kind of her personality anyway. But I feel like she would work as a heel because she's going to be towering over the other girls like so fucking much. And because most like, come on, you put her up against fucking uh, Zelina Vega. Jesus Christ. That's a size difference right there. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. It'd be interesting. Anyway, I got to say overall, uh, coming out of the G1, which was my last question for you guys, where I kind of want to wrap up this thing tonight. But uh, coming out of the G1, then going into NXT TakeOver, which if you wanted to talk about that for a minute, Byron, I'd let you, maybe. Then going into uh, a phenomenal SummerSlam, a great episode of Lucha Underground, another pretty solid impact, uh, ending it off with a surprisingly great Triple Mania. Um, The last few weeks for, for wrestling, and then also, you know, you had the contender in there. You had a great couple of UFCs um, recently. Like just combat sports in general and sports entertainment, combat sports entertainment. That's my new term for it. Combat sports entertainment in general, the last couple of weeks has been phenomenal. And mm-hmm. I, I've been really surprised. And like, you know, all of us have gone through phases of being completely bitter and over this crap, but it's just been really good. I still kind of am, but uh, it's sucking me back in. Uh, it it kind of sucks though, because as soon as New Japan gets hot, off the G1, they go off for two weeks or three weeks, or they're like sleeping like Neef over here. And, uh, 
I'd like to introduce our next. Is he a slave? Yeah, no, he's awake. Okay, I was gonna fake him out and say that Phantasmal was coming on the show right now and see if he woke him up. But, um, Full frontal new segment called Full Frontal, starring Phantasma. Oh, hey, like, I'm awake. I'm awake. He sits up like the Undertaker and shit. Like, uh, yeah. no, but um, Dominion. So, how do you guys feel? My, my my question for you guys though too is, how do you guys feel? At the end of G1, like, look, going through, the matches were phenomenal, but did the storylines end up in a place that you felt like everything that happened in the G1 was worth it? No, because I didn't want Tanahashi to win, and I don't like him that much. Like, he's great, but, like, come on, Abushi's the shit. That's who I wanted to win. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I still really need to watch that last match. Suzuki, but they fucked that, like, four weeks into the tournament. Right. That wasn't going to happen. So, uh... I mean, yeah, quit, having, it, having it be Tanahashi just pretty much is like bringing somebody back into the fold that was already there before. But I see why it, they're it's doing even more it than that. still go. It's yeah, even it's more than that. that where, um, they're, even without the title, they're rekindling the whole Ace versus Rainmaker feud. Yeah, because what's cool is until Wrestle Kingdom, he has to defend that shot, and he has to defend it against everyone that beat him in the tournament, which I think is 